that right, it's time for Dog Mode! We have reached 300 episodes, and we decided to make our personal top 30 Nintendo games. Now, all these games aren't first party only, because they're any game that has appeared on a Nintendo platform. You ready, Elite Black Agents? Let's go! So, we are doing our top 30 games. And it doesn't mean that because it's in a certain place that one is better than the other. This is just yes, our personal list. No, uh, yes, it does. <laughs> also, also, I know we're probably going to have a lot of similar games. So, um, like, if if, you know, say I talk about you know, some game A and you guys both have game A on your list. Let's just have the group conversation. And then yeah. uh, when we get to it on your list, we'll just, you know, you'll say, oh, game A is at, num- at number 18 on my list and we'll just skip past it, right? Like, I don't want to, like, have three separate conversations about the same game. Yeah. Okay. So. Fair enough. Totally fair. Uh, so. Especially because there's, you know, Ed and I were kind of, no offense, Stephanie, we were kind of planning on this being a two-man uh, podcast, and then we invited Stephanie on, and that just added thirty extra games. So you know, I kind of just you know. Anyways, I see how it is. Yes, we wouldn't have invited so, you if you wouldn't have begged us. Gosh. <laughs> so just kidding. Who who would like to go first? Me. How should we do it? So Corey, you will go first. Stephanie, you will go second, and I will go last, and we'll. Yeah, we'll just to go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Game number 30 for me, Ed. I know this is on your list. Uh, Stephanie, I don't know if this will be on your list, but it should be uh, if you haven't played it. Skies of Arcadia Legends. uh, Not on my list. It's not? No. Oh my gosh, Ed. Come on. (sighs) It was. uh, Skies of Arcadia was a Dreamcast RPG that was really. I feel like ahead of its time in terms of what it was trying to do. It was really colorful. The cast of characters was great. Uh, and then skies of Arcadia legends added content and a character that had been cut from the dreamcast version. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they ported it to GameCube uh, after the dreamcast died. And it was just, it was just a really fun game that I think is an underrated gym. I don't think a lot of people really played skies of Arcadia, uh, and it's definitely, you know, we were kind of talking about what ga- what GameCube game should be remade for Switch. Skies of Arcadia should definitely be a game that comes back. Uh, mm-hmm. I I just really like that game. I love the characters. I love the personality that that game oozes. Um, you know, Vice or Vice, I think it's I think it's Vice. Uh, is you know, he's just. Uh, interesting kind of protagonist that you kind of go on the story with and it's just I just really like Skies of Arcadia and and I am shocked this isn't on your list I think when we was talking about uh, if Sega came out with a new console you know uh-huh. definitely because they own Atlas Atlas would make a killer Skies of Arcadia remake yeah or or set or sequel. It's not on. It's on. It's not on my list. Um, I and I did have it for GameCube. I did play it. And I did enjoy it. I think it didn't make my list because of those uh ship battles. I didn't understand them and I didn't enjoy them. 
But like the battling system and everything else, I enjoy. Mm-hmm. It's just that when you had to fight the ships, like that one, one the one v one ship mm-hmm. battle, just did not like. Yeah, I do want to say the Dreamcast box art is superior to the GameCube box art. Just gonna throw that out there. You know, I always thought they was the same. Nope. Mm, Definitely not. Anyways, that's that's game number thirty for me. So, Stephanie, right. what's your thirtieth game? My 30th game will start with an oldie, uh, Killer Instinct Gold. Ooh, um, interesting. Because I am not a big fighter uh, game player just because I'm horrible at it. I'm a button masher. But it does give me good memories about just the arcade games. Because sometimes if you button mash, you win back in the day. It depends on the game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't always succeed with the combos, but the combos were big in that game and the finishing moves. And, and I, don't, I don't know why I like this better than Mortal Kombat back then, like the equivalent. I forgot what number Mortal Kombat was on when this came out. Maybe it's because I'm biased to rare games. Um, I love playing as Orchid, I believe. And just a lot of nostalgia playing with um, my cousins. So... Starting off with an N64 game, Killer Instinct Gold, number 30. See, Corey, I kept it short and sweet. Why, why, are, you, why are you looking at me? I, I'm just hanging out. Well, my number 30 is starts off with Super Mario Land 2, the six golden coins. Love the gameplay. Love the music. Love design. It's bunkers. I, I, it just was a great, fantastic game that... I, I don't think that needs to uh, change or anything. I really enjoyed that game. And I love the power of, you know, Mario having a hat with the wings on it. <laughs> and you have to hit the A button to yeah. slow it down and everything. And just like it was very, like, the the level design. Like, you go into, like, uh, Isle's house and stuff and everything and like the list it was just so good and you instead of collecting stars or anything you collected these six gold coins and everything like it was so much fun i i just it really knocked out a super mario land because you see how basic super mario land looks on the game boy and then you see that because of the 16 bit uh super mario world they took that style and that look and made it into the GB, uh, the Game Boy for uh, Six Golden Coins. Yeah. So, that one is my number 30, and I would love to see that game remade for Switch. I, I mean, I think you're going to see those. I think I think this year you're going to see the Game Boy collection come, and that's going to be one of the premier titles. I just, I don't see not having Game Boy coming, but... Uh, mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, my number 29 game, not much to say about this game except that it's really fun uh, and it's really my first experience with this franchise later on the Game Boy Advance was uh, the original Metroid. Uh, Super cool game, really atmospheric. The music was cool. Uh, Going left is obviously like a big kind of, (laughs) you know, you need to go left Mm -hmm. to go right type thing. Uh, Great game. I think I think that that game is uh, underrated and overshadowed by stuff like Super Metroid and Fusion and even even uh, Zero Mission. You know, I mean, I know Zero Mission is kind of a remake of the first game, but like, I think uh, that first game is super charming and 
hard in a way that mm-hmm. feels challenging, but not in a way that feels unfair. Uh, it's just a, it's just a fun, great game. And I, if you want to play it on the NES Nintendo Switch Online package, it is it is a fun one. Dated, I, I'm but fun. St- I'm still trying to beat that gay. Uh, well, Ed, uh, you're just not as great at retro games as I am. <sighs> I I don't. Are you know. saying that of that, that retro code mm-hmm. really? Mm-hmm. Them fighting words. Mm. Well, I I I won't know because I won't say it because there's something that happened in Super Mario Brothers three <laughs> that I, that kills me. Look, <laughs> and I would okay. The Switch controller <laughs> is not made for NES games. Okay. <laughs> uh. Oh, that was such a that was a time of our lives. There was such a delay, and the button, the wrong button, jumps. Okay. You know what, Stephanie? <laughs> what's your twenty nine game? <laughs> God, seven years oh. with this guy. I'm sorry, I can't talk. I just am enjoying. I'm just getting pure joy watching Ed laugh. Uh, at my anyway. expense. Thanks. Yes, even more so. That makes it doubly enjoyable. Hmm. What's you when I died in the game, he would do the clap feature in the uh, NES Online. I did. It's funny though. <laughs> this is where you guys need to stream or something. You know, I want to see it. We will. I laugh we're, along. We're gonna we're gonna get there at some point. We, I think we still have the uh, Legend of Zelda Super Metroid. Uh, I know, but uh, that those there. videos are so broken because we didn't know what we were doing. Doing, yeah. All right, uh, 29. This is a non, non-Nintendo non IP. I don't know why I struggled with that. But it is from one of my favorite developers slash publishers that is not Nintendo, Annapurna, and it's Donut County. Ooh. And I'm shocked this made my list. Um, but the more I thought, because it's a short game, it's simple, it's easy, mm-hmm. but it's very enjoyable. You can play it piecemeal. It's something to pass the time by. The music great, and it's really freaking funny. That that raccoon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he says the funniest stuff. I took so many screenshots, and there's always that logo. Have a garbage day. I want a T-shirt that says Have a garbage day. That's fantastic. Or business card, so I can just hand it out. Hi, I'm Steph. <laughs> have a garbage day. Um, but there's. I have just... it on. I have it on PS4, and I, I am third. I need to finish it on there, but. Yeah, that one kind of is funny. Yeah, and and like I normally go for like really story rich, heavy, long video games, but sometimes you need a good palate cleanser. And I just think Donut County is just very excellent quality, and that's why it's made my top thirty. Okay, nice. Uh, so my number twenty nine is TMNT Turtles in Time. Too low for the Super Nintendo. It's uh, it's on my list as well. That uh, I have it at <laughs> man. Hold on, I gotta see. I have Turtles in Time at number seven on okay. my list. Wow. I, me and Corey have talked this game to death, so everybody know how we feel about it. I it was one of my comfort games. I have beat it on every mode, mm-hmm. on for difficulty. I have beat it in. Uh, with every character and their comic version of, of this game. Yep. Like, I was playing Turtles of Time. When I got my Super Nintendo in Turtles, and I got Turtles of Time for it because I got it for Christmas, when I got that game, I played it almost every day in different, you know, different ways and stuff. Um, 
Like even I th- even with Michelangelo, <laughs> I played that game with. But Donatello would usually be the first one that I go to because of his long reach and how powerful he was. Yeah. But Raphael became my fave in that game because it was easy to throw people because he was so quick. Yeah. And everything. And it was it was like the comfort game after school for me. Hmm. So yeah, uh, TMNT turns and time. Um, the best turtles game, probably. Yeah, no, it is uh, the best turtles game. Yeah. I would say Hyperstone Heist is a one B, but nobody played Hyperstone Heist except for me, apparently. So. I do too. No, I mean, you know, but nobody talks about Hyperstone Heist the way they talk about uh, Turtles in Time, turtles which is time. which is fine, right? Like, I think Turtles in Time is superior, but uh, yeah, Turtles in Time is. Uh, game I spent a lot of time with uh, when I went over to my friend's house. You know, we would play other games, but we'd always play through Turtles in Time like once or twice before we played any other game. Mm-hmm. Uh, even like I remember, even when like PS2 came out, we were playing like Madden and all these other kind of show off games. He still had a Super Nintendo hooked up, and we would still play Turtles in Time before we played anything else. Uh, I used to, I used to, uh, in terms of time, I used to switch my man to like the lowest, so I would only have like one life. Didn't do that. It was, yeah, that's how much I played that game because it felt like everything I knew, so it was just like just waiting for stuff to happen and bam. Yeah, but yeah, Turtles in Time is number seven on my list. It's, it's just, it's. I think the games in my top ten are gonna be my forever, like forever games you know like mm-hmm. i i don't see my list really changing out of my top 10 uh but yeah i thought about putting turtles in time higher actually it was close i had it floating between four and seven for a while and ultimately uh, i put it at seven but uh yeah. so number 28 for me is super mario brothers 3 um played that game a lot growing up uh when i had an nes i only had the mario games and the ninja turtles games and like donkey kong jr and uh the really unnecessarily racist tom uh tom sawyer (laughs) adventures of tom sawyer and huckleberry finn which was like was like a terrible ripoff of an already bad game by you billy (laughs) but uh with a little extra racism in it uh I'm not going to repeat the words, but there is an indigenous person in there and a black person in that, in there. And that's all you need to know. Exactly. Uh, boy, what a, what a terrible game. Uh, but yeah, I mean, super Mario brothers three, I remember seeing it. I know everybody saw it in the wizard, right. For the first time, but the first time I saw it was in three ninjas. And I thought, what is that? Because I had been playing Mario 2 forever. Uh, and Mario 3 was awesome. The raccoon suit, obviously one of the most iconic suits in Mario history. Uh, the boot where you could go across like the black piranha plants or mm-hmm. whatever. The frog suit, right? Uh, there's so many great suits in that game. There's so many great levels in that game. The bosses are fun. The airships, iconic, right? And yes. uh, the final fight with Bowser is just really, 
ridiculous and fun and just really stupid because he's like ground pounding and spoilers, I guess for Mario three, but like you don't actually hit Bowser. You just dodge him and he'll like butt stomp and you have to get him to butt stomp through the floor to kill himself. Ouchie. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, that game is just, that game is special. Mario 3 is an all-time classic game. I don't care what anybody says. I actually think it's better than Super Mario World. I know there's, there's a, <gasps> I know there's a discussion. I think I'm a little bit biased because I never really had a Super Nintendo. Right. But Mario 3, all-time classic. The warp whistles, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the just so many cool things. So that's my number 28. Anybody else have Mario 3 on their list? Good pick. The f- no, not for me. What? Uh, it's the first. Yeah, it's what? the first game that I got from Suncoast. Oh, Ed, you're yeah. killing Super me. Super Mario Bros. Three is not on on it. Why, Corey? If it's any consolation, Super Mario World is on it, and that was between that and and Super Mario Three. That's fair. Or Mario Three, sorry. I, so. I think because I'm just surprised, there's... Ed. I thought this game was going to be or this list was going to be full of Mario games for Ed. That's all. Mm-mm. No. No, I I literally had to take a lot of that off because half of my list was Mario and The Legend of Zelda and Metroid. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I I had to take stuff off because I'm just like, I got to take this off. I know it's going to hurt, but it is what it is. My I, top five is embarrassing. Uh, Wind Waker, well, Twilight Princess, Ocarina of Time. Stop of giving it away. <laughs> well, Stephanie, what is your number 28? My 28 is Donkey Kong Country. So another Super Nintendo game. Um, I didn't own it, but I got to play it a lot. And that was my first, personally, my first introduction to Donkey Kong. And at that time, I just really, really loved um, that IP and set me up for my love for Donkey Kong 64, which might make an appearance later. Uh, another rare game. Um, and I love, you know, playing, you know, Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong. Diddy Kong was my favorite. Um, and I just feel like they had a lot of really great levels and, you know, King K rules, one of my favorite, you know, baddies of Nintendo. So I don't know if this really made anyone's list. It's, you know, it's more of a nostalgia thing for me. Not my list. So. Uh, it's also not on my list. Although I did have some really fond times of Donkey Kong Country. It's it's yeah. a fun game, so mm-hmm. that's why you know it's not high up on the list, but it's made it. You know who would yeah. you know who would, it would be on their list if she was here would be Celeste. Yeah, see, she yeah. has good taste. Although I think I think shout Do- out to you, Celeste. Yeah, I think Donkey Kong Country Three would probably be on her list because she talks about Dixie a lot. Mm. So. Yeah. All right, Ed. Uh, my number 28 is Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Oh. Oh, whoa. Wow. I you put Age of Calamity this. on your list and not Mario 3? What? Who are you? I'm so surprised. Who are Wowie. you? Wowie. Wowie. I told you I made the sacrifice for a lot of stuff. Can it's I like explain? I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> oh, I love this game. Just that all the characters are champions, being them up the... The music, it, there's so much to do in this game, and I love the story of this game. Like, I, when I got it that Friday, and of course, you know, I showed my mouth and doing the pizza and all of that stuff. Um, I, I was playing hours and hours, and I could not stop talking about it. Like, it was my weekend game, man. Playing with, you know, 
playing this Musu gang, because uh, I love Hyrule Warriors. I love that one on Wii U. But rock music is amazing with the soundtrack. And this one, it was just beating beating them beating enemies up and just the the physics in um you know with these characters i i couldn't stop gabbing about this game and i couldn't stop playing it and it was our power block game of the year when it came out you know uh for that episode and uh yes i'm gonna be shady to cyberpunk (laughs) i'm lucky that game got moved uh, before Hyrule Warriors came out, because that game would have got clown and Hyrule Warriors with the Trump. I mean, technically, so. Cyberpunk didn't even really come out until like two months ago. Let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> and I played I the mean, Xbox it, One version when it came out. Which, same as I. I and I mean, if you wanted to play the real version of Cyberpunk, you had to have Stadia. <laughs> and really, I mean, so mm. that's the only game for Stadia <laughs> that that is worth to have. <laughs> Is uh, it? But yeah, EV. There's four other platforms you could have Cyberpunk on. You really want to waste it on Stadia? <laughs> I'm talking about at the time it came out. I'm not talking about now. Uh, but yeah, Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity is my number twenty-eight. Oh, okay. Uh, nice. So, Corey, what is your twenty-seven? My number twenty-seven, Ed, is a little game called N Plus uh, Plus. I think I actually like the first one better, but it never came out on a Nintendo platform, so I put this one here because I played a lot of it anyway. Uh, Also, the Switch version's buttons are backwards, just like Super Mario Brothers and Mario 3 and all the other games where you don't use B to jump. Uh, But yeah, N++ is a hardcore platforming game where all you do, like, there's no attacks, there's no jumping on things to kill them. It's just straight platforming and obstacles. Uh, And, you know, you can kind of fly through the levels and do the platforming and stuff, but there's these little gold blocks that you collect throughout the levels, and every one you collect extends time. And if you collect all the gold blocks in a level, you get a little kind of special marking on the level that says you 100% at the level. And... uh. If you want a hardcore platforming challenge, N++ is so much fun. Uh, It's very simplistic art. You're this little kind of stick figure ninja running around and, you know, lasers are going off and traps and uh, all these things. But N++, highly recommended. I don't really know what else to say about it. It's so good. Okay. Stephanie. Stephanie. Next one. Uh, I've spoken about it before on a podcast episode that will come out later, but it is Rampage on the N64. Nice. Say what you will about the game, but there's just something at my age that was very satisfying about just destroying a city. It's the side scrolling. You climb up and you just like manually punch your way and you'll see like people taking a shower. Well, I mean the graphics, I mean, it's not that big deal, but like people like just sitting down and you just literally eat them. (laughs) (laughs) And I think like, you know, if you get attacked and you take enough damage, I think you turn back into your naked human self before you Mm -hmm. got transformed into your monster monster form. And my favorite was, I think there's George, Lizzie, and Ralph. And Ralph was the like wolf guy, and he was my favorite. I would always play as Ralph. Um, just love that game. Love the memories. Anytime I go to like an old school, not an arcade, but it's these places where 
it's a bunch of TVs and every TV has like a system or console set up there and you can like mm-hmm. sift through old games. I'll go play Rampage. Um, so I've never seen the movie. I don't want to see the movie. You should. I'll it's just... really good. It's really fun. It's actually okay. an okay watch. It's I mean, it's not like amazing, but if you want to watch stuff blow up and giant monsters fight each other okay. well, and the rock, it's a good popcorn movie. Yeah, I mean, I liked it, but also I'm not the person to go to for good movies, so you can take with that what you will, I guess. But Rampage has made my list. Um, back in the blockbuster days, that would be the game that I would always be always rent. Um, even though one time, I again told the story in a different podcast episode, but for those who haven't heard it, my dad brought home Turok instead of Rampage one day. Ooh. Ouch. Yeah, so... Anyway, that's my my next one, 27. Nice. Okay. Uh, my number 27 is Rhyme. And mm. this indie game, I, man, I when I finished it, I put the controller down. It's one of the games that left me speechless. And I played this on PS4, and I know it came to Switch later on, and they had to do some updates. But the music, the emotions, the... That final piece with just a uh, piano accompaniment to it, like it, it, re- it really left me just like I, I'm. Why has this game done this to me? Like it was sad. Um, I understand this. I understand the story. I think it's probably one of my first PS4 games of all time, and I think it. If it, if it didn't come out the year where Titanfall 2 came out, I think it got Game of the Year for me uh, when it came out because I I did a quick review for this. And I didn't put it on Boss Rush. I kind of wrote it on Facebook. And I was just mesmerized by this whole experience. It, it's one of the games that it's, I could go back and replay and see stuff that I missed. But it's one of those games that I, I want to just... I may if I did if I decide to go back, I'll go back to it and see if I still have that feeling. But I just feel like it was a perfect game when it came out. There were some problems here and there, but Rhyme just it's it's a game that I feel like people need to experience. And if it was at the time where everybody was talking about narrative and games mm-hmm. uh, and everything, and I know how people were big about narrative and God of War, I'm like you need to play rhyme then if y'all just finding out what narrative is you need to play rhyme um and just and definitely if you're a dad you need to play rhyme because it's it, it it's just a roller coaster of emotions but it's so good mm-hmm. it really is so good yeah um, i remember you and jesse talking about that game a lot yeah i i um I have a discussion about an optional opinion uh, about this game because, I, like I said, it left me speechless. Um, and I'm, it was, I was so happy that I got to play it on PS4. Um, I didn't get to play it on Switch, but knowing that it came to it, I was, it allowed me to put it on on my list. But yeah, this game is just, it's just like an all-time classic to me. Hmm. So, um, but number twenty-six, Corey. Uh... My number 26 is Super Meat Boy, uh, another hardcore platformer. Uh, Not really much to say about it. It's just really fun, really quirky. 
I love the uh, you die, you restart right away type of thing. And my favorite thing about the game is that when you die, the uh, the replay shows all of your meat boys running through the stage. And every time one dies, like it'll show the death. But sometimes you'll have like, if you do really well, there'll be like two or three meat boys. Mm-hmm. But if you are really bad at a stage, it'll have like 30 or 40 meat boys running through the stage and just dying. Uh, it's super fun. I highly recommend it. If you are into uh hardcore kind of challenging platformers, uh, cool art style, great soundtrack, funny boss. It's, it's super cool. So super meat boy. It's my next game. Stephanie, number 26. All right. Paxel's joined me for the rest of the count. Um, number 26 is Pokemon Snap, and I mean N64 Ooh. Pokemon Ooh. Snap. Um, two things. It's just a good game. It, it was a very, you know, it was in a, in a fresh twist on the Pokemon franchise at that time. And I have not played the new Pokemon Snap, but I already could tell from what I heard about it that the original is better because you can do so many different things to get different reactions out of the Pokemon, like mm-hmm. um, throw food and throw, I don't know if it was like a, some stink bomb or something. I forgot off the top of my head what you can do. I don't know. I don't think it's as varied in, in the new one. Um, so anyway, I just love Pokemon Snap. And again, I do have a personal tie with it. Oh, my cat is drooling on me again. It stinks. Um <laughs> I used to go to Vermont every summer because my dad did triathlons up there and we'd stay at this inn. And at that inn, the owner had a daughter who was my age. So I had someone to play with and they had an N64 and she had Pokemon Snap. So every summer I associated with, I'm going to Vermont to play Pokemon Snap with my friend. So. All right. Pokemon's a great franchise. It's going to make a couple more appearances. And I just think Pokemon Snap is a nice, um, change up in, in, in for that for them yeah well my number 26 is nba jam for super nintendo <laughs> Ooh, nba jam good pick <laughs> yes me and my brother rented this game from blockbuster i mean we love the arcade uh but we got to play as playing as bill clinton um, there was some some white boy like that you would find like he was hitting threes and you would get like after there were three shots, you would be on fire, and he was easier to use. Um, we played that for a whole weekend um, and just had a ball. First time that we stayed over my grandma's house to play this game. Um, but, yeah, NBA Jam for Super Nintendo was the basketball games when it came out. Um, and even if you had the second Genesis version, it was, it was literally fun to play. Um so yeah, number twenty six NBA Gym, and yes, there are some more sports games on my list. Hmm. But yeah, NBA Gym, that was my game. Hmm. Interesting. <clears throat> speaking of all right, sp- speaking of sports games, Ed, my number twenty five game. It, it's actually two games, but they're essentially the same game. Uh, SSX Tricky and SSX Three on the nice. GameCube. Uh, man, SSX was like. The game, I think everybody wanted 1080 and Cool Borders to be, right? Uh It was just this over-the-top snowboarding racing game with tricks and cool characters and fun boards. And uh, the goal was to 
have like as many ridiculous tricks as possible to get the boost. And uh, man, SSX is so cool. I want a new one, but like, I know they made it for three, uh, made a reboot for 360, but I want like the, I would love an HD remaster of those first three games. Like, it would be so cool. I mean, I guess you could throw on tour in there too, but man, SSX, ridiculous snowboarding is so, so good. So fun. Uh, so yeah, that's my, that's my pick. Awesome. All right. Next for me. Shocker. I probably should have balanced my list out better. Another rare game and that's Jet Force Gemini. Yes. That was my introduction to, like, your sci-fi game. I mean, like, compared to nowadays that comes out, like, it's obviously just pales in comparison. But, hey, Jet Force Gemini was one of my base games for the N64 that I got. Um, I love that you could rotate between the three characters because each character had, like, a different ability. Um, I think the guy could, like, walk through lava or something or fire, and the girl could swim underwater, and the dog could, like, hover for a couple seconds. And you have to rescue those cute little teddy bear aliens which by the way that was the first game that you know kind of made it difficult because you could accidentally kill them you could shoot them if you're just going crazy just blasting all these bug enemies you could also be blowing the head off of an adorable teddy bear creature that you're supposed to save Um, I enjoyed all the different planets everything was really diverse and I loved exploring everything and Again, as you, as I mentioned, the bad guys are like insects or insect robots, and it was not. It just gave me so much satisfaction to blow them up and see their green goo everywhere. Yes, yes, I love that game. Love Jeff Force Gemini. Uh, well, my number twenty-five is Chrono Trigger. Ah, and. I remember seeing this in EGM. I remember renting it from Blockbuster. I remember buying this from Toys R Us for the DS. Um, I bought the game for PlayStation 1 uh, and had to turn my system upside down. Um, and plus, it also came with a copy of Final Fantasy V. But Chrono Trigger, I, I, and I did beat it on the Super Nintendo. I love the time travel mechanics, the new game plus. Um the the boss fights and all the characters and everything, uh, see uh, having a main protagonist die, and you have a quest to bring him back, or you could go and finish the game without him. Like that was big at the time. Like you never seen anything like that in a RPG. And the crazy fact is, you had three of the biggest. Uh, designers come together. You know, you had the creator of Final Fantasy, um, the creator of Dragon Quest, and Akira Toriyama, who did the art. Those three came together to do Chrono Trigger, because Enix and Squaresoft were, like, they were the two big RPG, uh, RPG companies, but they weren't on the same level. They was kind of somewhat competing because Dragon War, Dragon Quest or Dragon Warrior in America had to be released on certain days because of how popular it was and everything. Or well, that was the rumor of it. But to hear that they all came together to make this game, man, it changed RP, it changed JRPGs 
it's true. Even today, in other mediums of video games, like other genres, you still get new game plus still to this very day. Um, and it was kind of all thanks to Chrono Trigger for a lot of people. So that's my number 25. Uh, Corey, what's your number 24? All right. My number 24, Ed, is a little game called Shovel Knight. Uh, <gasps> Shovel Knight Treasure Trove is a fantastic package. Uh, four campaigns, a card game, a multiplayer smash clone. Uh, it's just a wonderful, wonderful package and kind of surprised me when I started playing it. But after I played, you know, the first level or two, like it just, I was hooked, you know, the, uh, I would say the specter Knight campaign in particular is far and away the best, uh, campaign that they did. King of cards was, was fine. The original shovel Knight ca- campaign is really good. I would say the only one that, I mean, I would still play them all, but the the worst one I would say would be the Plague Knight DLC, which was fine, but uh, the Spectre Knight DLC's story was so fun and made you really feel for that character and what, you know, that character became in the... Uh, it's a prequel to the uh, Shovel Knight campaign. I think all the campaigns are prequels to the main Shovel Knight campaign. But, uh, yeah, Shovel Knight... Great pixel art, awesome soundtrack, great writing in terms of a mix of comedy and, you know, seriousness. It's just, it's so much fun. Uh, if you haven't played it by now, I don't know why. Uh, they just came it's out. on sale. It is on sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they came out and said that they sold, I, they sold like five or six million units in eight years or something. Uh, so that's, that's wild that that game is eight years old, by the way. But yeah. Hey Corey, guess to... what? That's my number twenty three game. Ooh. That so I debated I debated on that being higher and I kinda wish I would have put it higher now, but uh I didn't. So that's on me. <laughs> it's it's not on my list. Uh oh, but I yeah. own the game and I own the amiibos. I do have all the amiibo except for Fun the golden amiibos. the golden shovel knight. I think I got to go to Shovel Knight. I may have it at the loop. So, anyways, right. Stephanie. So, my next game, 24, is Gree. <gasps> yes! <laughs> that yes. is my number eight. Okay, yeah. I, I know it. some of these were difficult as far as where in the ranking they'd be, but Gris, I think Gree is one of the first games I've triple dipped ever in my life. I own it digitally on the switch i own the physical copy on switch thanks to limited run i think yes. and then i have the ps4 copy I, okay we are in the same boat i own it for switch and the physical for switch and i own the digital version of Gree. i actually have it on my youtube page where i streamed the whole game because we was doing talk the walk i'm telling you i like i i don't know what else i could say other than just like the music is amazing the story is just Ooh so in the feels and it's just a visually stunning game the colors the attention to colors is one of the best that i've seen especially for an indie game yeah that soundtrack um my friend larry from world one one he has the art book and man that i want that art book so bad but i 
Yeah, when I I don't know where it came from, but I know I remember seeing I think the ad for that game on Facebook, and I'm like, what is this? Because it it greed just came out of nowhere, like didn't nobody know what it was and i just see that game in, in motion and animation i'm just like i need to buy this and the moment devolver digital dropped it i literally brought it and that's all i could play um ugh, agree yeah n- my number eight everybody it's not on my oh. list but it's uh i i <clears throat> and i think we kind of played it at the same time and we talked mm-hmm. about it it's that game is beautiful it's a special game and uh yeah i don't know i love the art i want like i want prints to hang up in my house like not like a framed one but like a real canvas print to hang Mm up yeah game's so beautiful uh yeah and shout out to celeste and david guys are from another zelda podcast for doing the talk to walk with us uh if you have not seen that episode everybody do go watch that episode because I there was stuff that I learned from everybody. So Ed. Well, my number 24, Xenoblade Chronicles X. Good choice. I love the gra the graphics still keep my mouth agape on how is this game running on Wii it's, U hardware. It's so much better looking than the than the <clears throat> Switch versions of these games. Like yes. it is astronomically better looking i don't understand how this game runs on a wii u like i don't understand and i know they had that 19 gig patch that you could download to make you know the game look better and run better and Mm. extra assets and whatever but like i don't understand how that game runs on the wii u it is an amazing looking game it's an expensive word. I think the only problem that I had was some of the missions didn't tell you where you needed to go. I wish they would have fixed that. Um, but I just looking at the water, looking at some of the lands, I literally just stood there and just be like, how is this? How is this? How is this? Like, there's no frame problems, like no frame drops or anything. Everything was consistent. Um and I know people get make fun of the time music with the yeah, yeah, uh, uh. Like, I know people make fun of that. But it was a game that, and I love the box art for Xenoblade Chronicles X. Mm-hmm. Beautiful color combination. Just like, man, this this game looks gorgeous and everything. So, yeah, I, I, I know it's low, but 24 Xenoblade Chronicles X. Like, I can't speak enough about it. Me and Corey has probably talked about this game to death. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Excellent. Corey, what's your number 23? Uh, it's Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. I would say the first three games in particular. Uh, but if I have to pick one, I guess two would be the one that you would pick. Uh, it's, I mean, what do I need to say about Tony Hawk's, the, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater that hasn't been said? You know, I played... A lot of it on Nintendo 64. I told this on the <clears throat> upcoming standard definition of it, Nintendo 64, but it was the first time I ever experienced needing a memory card was for Tony Hawk on, <laughs> <laughs> on that console. And, uh, you know, it, the music and the mechanics and the uh, just, I don't know. It, it was at a time where that, ga- that game hit at the right time in it was it it's just such an amazing game and the fact that like i got to 
replay one and two, you know, first on Xbox, and I ended up getting it on the Switch as well, just because that game is such a great portable game. And I was actually mm-hmm. shocked how good the Switch version was. It it runs great. It looks great. Uh, it's the perfect kind of. It's a perfect Switch game because each run is two minutes. You know, so if you if you're going somewhere and you want to really like take a stab at one of these levels, it's two minutes. You know, your runs are two minutes and. All the music, they got all the music back from the first two games with, uh, you know, a few new songs. They got all of the character, like all characters, all the athletes back, plus a few new ones, right? Like, it, it's just, man, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 is just a phenomenal game. Uh, I mean, I have it on here as the Nintendo 64 version, but I would actually recommend the Switch version. Uh, it's that good. It is such a faithful recreation. It is that good. Oh. Also, right. it has lyrics in the songs and not just a 30-second loop of the song music <laughs> the Nintendo 64 version. <laughs> I remember the first time I played uh, Tony Hawk 1 on a Dreamcast and not a nintendo 64 i'm like whoa there's like real music in this game (laughs) (laughs) so that's my number 20 what number three three yeah yeah i'll pass the baton right to you ed because my 23 was shovel knight which we covered okay so my number 23 is mischief maker (laughs) (gasps) i love this game i love shaking it shaking these enemies up and you know just i love treasure so much and when I played this game, this this was my first one before I played Gus Star Heroes and uh some of their other games. And I didn't know anything about Treasure, but when I found out they were they were ex Konami guys who made Contra 3, the Alien Wars, I'm like, oh, I need to play their games. And this was their first game that I played. Um and it's just so odd and weird, but it's so it's challenging but yet fun. And I, this is what made me love Treasure even more. You know, it just felt like, a, it felt, it didn't even feel like a Konami game. It just felt something original and organic that no one else could do in everything. So, I, I won't keep it there. Mission Maker is number 23. Someone please bring it to N64 online so I could play that game. Yes, please. Yeah, that honorable seems- mention because I that was a game I rented a few times. I it was I couldn't figure it out, but I remember really liking it. Sorry, Corey. Uh I was just gonna say that seems like a perfect game for NSO. I don't yes. I mean treasure, you know, I mean Set and Punishment is on there. I don't see why mischief makers wouldn't make it there. But Exactly. That's just me. All right, well, All right, Corey. I guess it's my turn again. Uh, number 22, is that what we're on? Okay, yes. uh, this this is a Super Nintendo game that I loved quite dearly. Uh, Magical Quest starring Mickey Mouse. It's a fun kind of 2D platformer, but the big draw of the game was that you had these different suits that uh, gave you different abilities, uh, similar to Mega Man in a way, I guess, uh, except you didn't get the suits from fighting the bosses you got them for i think you got them for completing the level or you got them for the level i don't know i forget how you got the suits but anyways like you got these suits and one was like a firefighter and one was uh kind of like this peter pan looking guy and one was you know it it just 
it offered a lot of variety and then you could kind of go back and get secrets and stuff. It was really good. Uh, they remade it for Game Boy Advance and I actually found out recently that there are actually three of those games on the Game Boy Advance and that Minnie Mouse is included and it's just more of the same and I had no idea those games existed. But somebody is chasing them down. Like me. I'm chasing them down. Because I want to play them. The game is cool. Yes. Also, there's these little tomato plants that you pick that turn into little helicopters that you could fly up to higher up. Oh, so cute. That's it. Stephanie, what's your next game? Yeah, I'll be I'll be quick on it. Um, because I know we're really just um, kind of partially there. Rayman Legends. Ooh, nice. Um, yeah, I was kind of juggling between like Rayman, um, Crash Bandicoot, and Spyro whenever they made it to Switch. Um, but I feel like Rayman just really works well with the Nintendo system, and it's just a great platforming game. It's just a lot of fun. And, you know, that franchise has been around for a while, and I feel like it holds up. And that's why I kind of picked Legends as the particular one. So, I mean, I don't have honestly too much to add. It's just something I just genuinely enjoy in a game that I can just play casually on the Switch. The music levels are super cool. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I almost forgot about that. So that's... I love it. Well, uh, my number 22 is Metroid Dread. (gasps) I... I love this game. I know it's 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 low because it's kind of still like a new game. Um, but man, that Craig fight, the action in this game, um, even just the water, that final boss fight. <laughs> so epic. So epic. And then Samus talks a little bit and you get more story from the from the Metroid series. Um the the uh the robots were creepy like <laughs> you were really like feel the suspense of trying to get away from them and hide but it it really and I know there's controversy with uh David Jaffe and everything but that's his situation I have nothing to do with that this game is literally one once again a perfect ten. And I could see Super Metroid being redone in this style. I, I really feel like Mercury's theme is now kind of to develop the devs to go to for a 2D Metroid game. And Nintendo, if those if that company think it's about to run out of money, I know some somebody invested in them. Nintendo, if you need to save a company and acquire someone, Mercury's theme needs to be that company. Yeah, Ed, that cracked my top 20. Metroid Dread is number 15 for me. Um, it's higher up there because um, I unfortunately didn't get to experience any of the previous Metroids games just by I was never exposed to it. So I kind of put it higher up because that, that's kind of my representation of the Metroid franchise. And I agree. The graphics are stunning. Like it made the because I prefer 3D over 2D in general, but it made 2D just extremely fun. The mm-hmm. boss battles were epic and it was hard, but it almost doesn't feel like a 2D game, though. That's know? the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I, every section of that planet was very different it had a theme and i really liked it Mm -hmm. yeah i i also really like it i it might have made my list if i would have finished it but 
I haven't finished it yet because I keep getting lost, but uh, the art direction is really awesome. I love I love the way the game looks. I think this is Samus's coolest costume or yes. armor set, I guess. Costume. Uh, the Emmys are scary. Uh, I I just think that this game is is a wonderful game, and it's it's made me really want to go back and play the other Metroid games. You know, like I ended up getting Samus Returns for 3DS and plugging in my 3DS just to play it, you know, and, and uh, I really hope that, you know, Fusion and Zero Mission end up coming over. Uh, and I, I just, this is a wonderful game. So, yep. Yeah. All right, Corey, what is your... Oh, it's my turn. Sorry, yep. Stephanie, your, Stephanie was uh, talking. I, just, I forgot. It was uh, my turn. Okay. Uh, Mario Golf Toadstool Tour on the GameCube. Uh, hmm. Just It's just a dumb, fun game, but I played a ton of it, and I actually played a lot of the mini golf. Uh, it has one of the best mini golf modes that I've ever seen in a video game, and I really miss that in the new Mario Golf game. Uh, mm. I don't know. There's just something about that game that had a lot of heart and a lot of depth and a lot of different modes that made it fun and uh yeah i mean i really don't have anything else really to say it was i mean it's a mario golf game but it was a really fun quirky mario golf game and the gosh the mini golf mode was so cool uh i really hope that when nso brings gamecube games over that that's one of the ones that comes over too so mini golf. Yeah. Stephanie. Nice. Uh, another one I'll keep short. Um, I had to throw a telltale game in there. It's the Batman telltale game. <gasps> yes. <laughs> that is available on the switch and you know, it runs, it runs fine because you know, it's a telltale game and it's just, I, I love choosing your own adventure. And I think Batman, is one uh, one of the best. I mean, there are several really good ones, but it is one of the best. And I did play it, end up playing it on the Switch, even though I actually I think I also own it on PlayStation. But that's why it's technically on this list because I own it on the Switch and I played it on the Switch. So yeah, I I thought about going back and playing it on the Switch uh, because it. I remember both of them were on sale for like five bucks for the whole series. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I so I started playing them on Xbox because. Both seasons were free with games with gold. Yeah. But after I got through the first episode, like Xbox doesn't recognize that I own them. And so none of my achievements popped and it no. wouldn't allow me to access the second episode of the first season. So I stopped playing, but I loved that episode. The first yes. episode was so good. And like, mm-hmm. man, not, you know what? I'm going to download that on my switch. Cause now I kind of want to play it. There I you have go. To- I had the enemy within, so that's the one I need to start playing and finish. Uh, but I love the first one. Yeah, it's it's also got that cool kind of dark noir mode, like the black and white. Black mode. and white. Yeah. Uh, I will probably play it with color because I like color, but I think that was a cool addition to <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, sure. There we go. Batman downloading to your Switch now. Thank you. All right. Yeah, I'm yeah. passing the ball to you, Ed. Well, my number 21 is Tales of Symphonia. My first Tales game, I love beating up. I love the combos in this game. 
um, learning, you know, the new moves. Uh, on GameCube, it was a two disc. The first disc was blue, and the second disc was red. Uh, to represent the two different worlds that that is in the game, um, you find your traditional. Uh, there's a, a, a character named Chocolat. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, she, uh, and I think she was the one. I, I think she was the professor who would smack her nephew around and everything. Like if he got out of line, she would go up and just like literally smack him. <laughs> it was funny and everything. But it, it's a great love story. It kind of reminded me a little bit of Secret of Mana mm-hmm. um, with it. Uh, the the gameplay is just like, I love getting into Boston concerts and everything and getting all of those combos. Because it was kind of, to me, I feel like it was the first Tales game that came to America. I think mm-hmm. there was previous ones, but I, I, it, it was a game that just fell into my lap. But Tales is still funny. It's Nefco. I'll give it a try. And just Thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, so that's my number twenty-one. Uh, Tales of Symphonia, and then when the HD came out for PlayStation, I'm just like, yeah, I gotta get this game. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't know that it came to PlayStation. Did it come to PlayStation Two? Right, three. Corey? It came to PlayStation Three. Is it three? Yeah. Okay, because it came with it was the bundle pack because they put the sequel out with it. Also, uh, Dawn of the New World or whatever. Yeah, which wasn't as highly regarded as the first one, but. My my nephew actually beat Tesafonia to her because I had it and we had my mom has a Wii in our office and he beat it in there. And I'm just like, what the heck? Gotcha. Uh, well, Ed, Tales of Symphonia is my number 20 game. So, I mean, I don't really have much more to say. It's just a wonderful game, great art style. You know, like you said, just great story and boss encounters and world built it's just it's just a really special game if you have a playstation 3 or a pc you should play it yes so uh stephanie my number 20 is coffee talk yes <laughs> coffee talk i small indie game you literally just brew up tea coffee or whatever beverages for all these uh citizens in uh a seattle I think it's it is Seattle, so you're literally owning a co- coffee house, and it's like different mystical creatures, but they deal with they they tackle real life problems, right, um, and issues we face, and you just converse with them, which to some might sound incredibly boring, but I was blown away at how much I thoroughly enjoyed that game, and I fully plan on playing the second one that comes out slash is partly out already, but. Coffee talk, yeah. Yes. Well, mine is the one of the most probably debated games uh, amongst people in the video game industry. And Majora's Mask. Not that one. No, that's Side Quest sequel. No. Uh, <laughs> Mega Man Two. Ooh. Okay. Got some great bosses, level design. The music is phenomenal. I think it's better than Mega Man 3. Um, I know people want to say you could 3 cast the bosses from Mega Man 2 in, but um, I don't like the way that they split up the bosses in Mega Man 3 um, and everything. Uh, and I don't like that final boss fight in 3. That The last, pers- last boss that you 
fight with, you have to use a uh, top man's weapon, and that you could get hit like and lose a lot of health. Um, but I, I, Mega Man Two, just Flashman stage, Metal Man, Wood Man, just hearing their music and fighting these bosses and everything. Like it, it's just it's so good. Everything. Uh, that Kenji and the Fune and the team did to like really uh, perfect the Mega Man series and with the design, and also they had contests where people could draw Mega Man enemies and send it in to Capcom, uh, and, and I enjoyed that. So, but yeah, Mega Man Two, my number twenty game. Wow. So Corey, number nineteen. I'm surprised that's not higher for you. To be honest. There's there's a lot of other games that's just that outbeat it and everything. I, mean, I think that's I, fair. It's it's literally like the only NES game that I have on my list. That's that's fair. Uh, my number nineteen game is GoldenEye 007. Played a lot of GoldenEye with my friends, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really hold up now, but I just remember a lot of fond memories. It was more of the memories with friends with this game. Yep. It was really like. You know, a lot of people talk about Halo this way where, you know, you get together with your Xboxes with LAN parties and stuff, but GoldenEye was, like, the OG version of that. Four controllers, split screen, no odd job, slappers only, yep. or, you know, uh, it was it was just a... It was a great time, and I always chose Boris because Boris was the best because he had the Hawaiian <laughs> shirt. And he's like, I am invincible, and, you know, that whole thing. Nice. Good game. Classic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I'm keeping on with the indies uh, Super Hot. And I know I heard Super Hot in VR is pretty great, but I don't have VR. So Super Hot. Why not? Because you... it makes me sick. <laughs> super Hot. You play, um, you're playing a game that a friend lends you. They're, you're playing in VR and you're killing all these people figures that are in red crystal very simplistic environment and it's like level by level and it's a lot of fun because it slows down time and time only moves when you move i love that mechanic it was so much fun and there's something satisfying about the shattering crystals and by the end there's this huge twist because it's all about like you become the do you become the game are you getting too sucked in to your part of it who knows? So, super hot. Mm. Ed, what's your next game? Just keep snacking. Just keep snacking. It's fine. My next game, number 19, is Beautiful, Show. Beautiful Joe. Here should I go, go, baby. <laughs> from the Capcom 5. Part of, I think part of the Capcom 5. But, um, this was from Clover Studios, um, the people who ended up leaving Capcom to make Platinum Games. And I love Beautiful Joe, just the, being able to use the slow down functionality and the uh, uh, fast forward. Um, you know, it's about a character who's into these old time movies, and his girlfriend, Sylvia, gets kidnapped. And you have to go in and you transfer it to uh like a power ranger and everything and you use these different moves to defeat enemies like you slow down time you fast forward 
like to catch things on fire or to make multiple versions of yourself. Crazy boss fights. If you had the PlayStation 2 version, you got Dante in the game. But man, I remember playing this game on GameCube and it was just such a blast um, playing it and everything. And I, I, I love Beautiful Joe. And it's a game that the Nintendo GameCube actually needed, that I needed because I miss games like this. Um, and, you know, I, it was just so creative. And I, I love Beautiful Joe too, also. But the first one. It, it literally was perfect. Um, and this was after Okami Hat came out. So that's why I was just like, oh, I got to get this game. And I love the box art for Beautiful Joe. So uh, that's my number 19. Nice. My number 18 is Diddy Kong Racing. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, it, it was just a very... it That game was so much better than Mario Kart 64 in almost every way. Uh, the multiple vehicles you could f- drive, the characters were <laughs> cool. You know, it was our first look at Banjo and Conker, right? And uh, uh, it just, it was so much fun. And the adventure mode was super cool. And, you know, the, the I just remember the big elephant kind of <laughs> I, character was ridiculous. And Diddy Kong Racing is a the a vastly superior racing game to Mario Kart 64. I don't care what anybody says and I had so much fun playing it to the point where like I when they announced the the re-release on DS, I was ex- so excited uh except mm-hmm. for like half the characters weren't in there cuz they're all owned by Rare. <laughs> but Nintendo tried to put it back out. But yeah, Diddy Kong Racing uh I hope that that's one of the games they add to NSO uh, because it's just, oh, man, so good. I love it. I love it. All right. Stephanie. Next. Ah, here we go. Super Smash Brothers, Ooh. the original for me. Nice. Um, I know Ultimate is, well, Ultimate, right? But um, <laughs> yeah. maybe I'm just getting old, but I just like the original. It moves at a pace that I can handle. Mm-hmm. Um, got a lot of the original stuff. It wasn't too much. Didn't get too complicated. You know, I just, sometimes things just get, I don't know, overwhelming. And I'm a fan of the OG. And I remember, like, going through and beating Master Hand and um, almost, like, memorizing his um, move sets. Um, it was just a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I remember the commercials for that original Smash Brothers game. It was just a bunch of people in, co- like, bad costumes just fighting each other in a field <laughs> yeah so they was funny. like oh happy not think yoshi tripped pikachu or something Mario yeah tripped yeah and they was saying uh so happy together yep. <laughs> and then i was just like oh wow Ugh. pikachu was my main for that and i kicked butt with pikachu even though i love link i just pikachu is the best pikachu's oh, pikachu you know yeah pika 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 <laughs> My number 18 is Ikaruga. Well, of course <laughs> like, it is. Of course it has to be on my list. Another treasure game published by Atari. I love the Polaris system where, you know, if, you, if you're uh, white um, and you hit enemies who are black, um, you destroy them quicker because they take off more energy. But if they're the same color, 
you still do damage, but you do less. Um, if they shoot the same color as you, you can absorb it to do special. Uh, but if they, if you are opposite of that color, your ship get, gets destroyed. Um, it is challenging. It's only it's just because it's only five levels doesn't mean that the game is easy or short. It is very challenging. That game was designed to be played with two players. They call it a uh, puzzle map. Uh, because it is a shoot 'em up, but everything is done almost like a puzzle. You got to figure out what's the best way to get through that game, uh, through these levels without dying and getting a high score. A high score. And luckily, like if you play it for a couple of weeks, and uh, you get to unlock a free play mode where you can continue as many times as you can. Because trust me, that helped me beat that game. But it literally is a blast to play with two players. And I just love that game. I actually got to play it on the arcade with another person and just thoroughly enjoy it. But it, when it came out for GameCube, I paid $30 for it. And $30. Yeah. Uh, and, and loved it. I actually got it. I think it was a used copy for GameStop uh, that I got it from in my mall, in my local mall, and just loved it Acreburger ever since. Um, so that is my number 18. Nice. Uh, so my number 17, not really much to say about this game. Uh, Wii Sports, <gasps> definitely a game that changed a lot of people's uh, thinking of playing games. Is that on your list, Stephanie? Corey, how are we not the same person? We are. I Wii, mean, Sport, Wii Sports is my number 17. Is it? Oh, man. <laughs> I, so, okay. So I feel like the next... Within the next 15, Stephanie, our lists are going to be kind of similar. Uh, but yeah, Wii Sports, especially bowling and golf and uh, just tennis, like it's such an iconic game, such a fun, just a fun game, you know? I mean, we always talk about games like, you know, God of War or Breath of the Wild or Horizon or Halo, mm-hmm. right? And they're just like these big mega games that cost millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars to make and uh, huge worlds that you spend hours in. But, like, look how simple Wii Sports is, and I couldn't tell you how much time I spent in on uh, in Wii Sports because it was just, oh, man, what a, what a wonderful game. What a great way to show off what your console can do. Yeah, very innovative, yeah. and I think it's still one of the best. I mean, 1-2 Switch, pfft. Uh, I'm glad they came out with Switch Sports, but I just feel like Wii Sports was the ultimate classic. It's just perfectly showcased what how innovative the Wii was, whether or yeah. not the Wii would, would be or would not be your favorite console, but perfect. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I know we got Nintendo Land on the Wii U, and like you said, 1-2 Switch is like, hmm. <laughs> but the switch does have a game that was way better suited for what the switch could do. And that was snipper clips, by the way. Yes. Anyways, uh, Wii sports. Great game. Yep. And Ed straight to you. Cause that was my, literally minus 17 as well. Um, I thought it was 18. Nope. 17, 17. Oh, okay. Um, I'll come HD. I love Okami. I know Corey, you don't care for it. I know you gave it a try. I tried. Thank you. You tried. You did not like it. 
Um, this was another game from Clover. Uh, I think it's their first game actually on PlayStation Two. Uh, that was a regular Okami, but I this is a game that I pre-ordered from GameStop. Took a vacation to play this full game, and like. I, I went downstairs. My mom has a big TV, and I hooked my PlayStation 2 up, and I spent my whole vacation playing Okami HD. Uh, Okami. Uh, so when it came to Wii, <laughs> and everybody knows the IGN watermark fiasco that Capcom did, um, and it's on Switch and everything else, I, w- I was so happy to see this game in HD because it still looks beautiful. I love the old... This, uh, um, uh, I just love the graphics to this because it was just something that no one ever did um, with it. Uh, it's the Umani uh, e-print. Uh, just, it looks beautiful. It still to this day looks beautiful. Um, it's very funny uh, with great writing and I kind of love the ending. It's a 40-hour RPG, action RPG in the range of 3D uh, 3D Zelda. So, Akami HD is my number 17. Uh, so, Corey, to you for 16. Alright. Well, I already know Ed's going to say I told you so when I say this. And I also feel the anger from Stephanie already for doing this. But, I put Ocarina of Time and Majora's <gasps> Mask together at this spot. Uh, they're so... Oh. <laughs> Are you doing a good Google Moogly gasp? I, I feel like it. I feel like I just broke Stephanie. I, first of all, it's super late already, and she's probably tired. And then I just <laughs> ruined her favorite game of all time. So. <laughs> hey, as long as it's on the list. Uh, yeah, fine. Okay. So, Ocarina, it, uh, Ocarina and I have a kind of a mixed relationship you know people who've been listening to this for a while know that like i didn't finish ocarina time until after majora's mask because i didn't know you had to go back in time to finish the shadow temple and you can go ahead and make fun of me chat i don't care uh but majora's mask actually like influenced me to go back and finish breath of or uh breath of Wild, ocarina of time and so uh i went out one weekend and bought Majora's Mask and the strategy guide to Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time. And I finished Ocarina of Time uh, and did 100% on Majora's Mask. And just that Nintendo 64 era of Zelda games is super influential, whether you know it or not, right? Like, you know, Stephanie, we talked about Z-targeting a lot and uh, it kind of influenced how Zelda would be moving forward for the next I don't know, three, four, five games. Uh, and yeah, I, I like the dungeon design. I think the great Deku tree and getting your fairy is cool. And the seven sages uh, are cool. Are cool, You know, like I, I just think Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask are wonderful games. And that's why they sit at this spot together. Stole my thunder. Ocarina of Time is my number one. Oh, nice. My number one, Corey Dierig. Yep. And it's not on my list at all. Edward Varnell. Really? I'm mm-hmm. surprised. See, at least it's on my list, Stephanie. 
Wow. And you know, Majora, <laughs> you know, Majora's Mask is not going to be on my list. Cause... I am shocked. Well, I'm not going to be a dead horse. Ocarina of Time, number one for me. First video game I ever got really introduced to. Inspired my first novel. Everything about it is amazing, and I will die on that hill. Hmm. Number 16 for me is a, a Devolver digital title, another one of my top favorite publishers, uh, if indie, if you want to call it. So Annapurna, now Devolver Digital, and that's Gato Roboto. <gasps> yes! Cats, cats, cats. You are and a, a robot in a mech suit. In a robot mech suit. And you uh. go, when you crash land with your human person into this planet, and you just shoot crap up. You have, like, this mouse boss who's trying to, like, figure out what's going on, and it's it's like a Metroidvania, and mm-hmm. it's just fun. It's got that old retro feel to it. You Your collectibles are cassettes. You can change the two-tone colors. It's just, it's it's fun. It's great. Boss fights are hard as ever, yeah. but uh, they're good. It's weird with that game, because I did beat it uh, I would die on the boss fight, but then I would play it for the second time and beat them with ease. Yeah, so that's why, you know, I feel like it's still doable because some games are so teeth-grindingly hard that you just can't ever get through. You rage quit. I don't think I ever really rage quit Gato Roboto, so. Hmm. I love Kiki. I actually got a Gato Roboto pin when I was at PAX. Nice. Uh, so, my number 16... Elite Beat Agents. <laughs> and I love this game. <laughs> Playing my, uh, ABC 1, 2, 3. Uh, you're in the meaning of my life. You're my inspiration. Seeing that Christmas one with the ghost dad. Uh, every time I hear because that song plays at my store. And I just think of doing all the popping and the rolling and everything. Skater Boy uh, cover. Like, it has a great soundtrack in all of these games. I mean, all of these, like, actions that you do and the stories that goes with it, it's just so fun. And then seeing the three Elite Bay agents, like, dancing along while you pop it and, like, rooting you on and everything. So, and kind of the original Elite Block agents. So, uh, e, uh, EBA, Elite Block, Elite B agents. I know it didn't sell well, but it people who did play it love this game. Um, so that is my number 16. Uh, Corey, what's your number 15? We're halfway through everybody. Uh, no, we're not. Uh, anyways, uh, Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow are, are just, I mean, they were what reinvigorated my love for handheld gaming. Because uh, obviously the Game Boy had been around for a while, and it was kind of, you know, three consoles came out in the span of the Game Boy's life cycle. And so Pokemon was this kind of new wave of people to bring them into the Game Boy. And, you know, obviously we had Game Boy Pocket and Game Boy Color, and I actually got a Game Boy Pocket for Pokemon Blue. And, uh, yeah, I I just fell in love. I didn't – it was my first RPG, I would say, my first JRPG, uh, and the collection aspect was really – you know, really, uh, uh, something that I really liked, and I actually <laughs> bought both versions of the game, and I had two Game Boys to trade with myself because <laughs> I didn't have any friends. But uh, yeah, Pokemon, Pokemon. I mean, that's Charmander and 
uh, Charizard are always going to be my number ones because of that game. Uh, I didn't, I didn't know right at the beginning. You don't know that the Pokemon are technically, uh, they're technically your difficulty level at the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, cause Bulbasaur, you pick Bulbasaur because he can fight the first four gyms, I think with ease, uh, Squirtle, obviously you get tripped up at the, uh, you know, the lightning in the water, uh, mm-hmm. gyms and then Char Charmander, you just can't get through that first gym, right? You have to have other Pokemon and it's hard. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I don't really have much else to say. I would love some sort of, I know we got the let's go games, but I would love just like a simple kind of remake for the switch of those games. Just those, you know, 151 let's go catch them. Let's, let's fight with them. That kind of thing. And I know we're not going to get that because Violet is so looks really cool. And that's the way the Pokemon's going. But, uh, you know, the let's go games just were too simple. I want something with a little bit more depth, but, uh, Pokemon blue, Specifically, I would say, is my number nice. 15. That was my number 9, Pokemon Red and Blue. Nice. Yeah, nice. I, I'm a fan of the original, and I remember there is a kind of like a cheat where you were like up and down Cinnabar Island, and you do like a cert, like complete a certain number of things, and you get like this glitch Pokemon that doesn't exist. And if you do it right, you get like 99 rare candies, so you can level up your Pokemon really easily. Oh. I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. Um, that was 15, right? Yep. Well, again, yes. I think this might start going a bit faster because my 15 was Metroid Dread, so we already mm. talked about it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my 15 is Hotel Dust Room to Wentz. Oh gosh, what are these games? <laughs> you, you remember, I've been talking about Hotel Dust. You better stop playing. I know. I just like, man, your list is just all over the place. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> Hotel Dust is a mystery game that you play like a book on the uh, DS. Um, you saw cases. Um, it had this pencil style artwork um, that you uh, that you uh, uh, that you read about and like you know visually look at. Um, it was a mystery game at this uh, hotel. Um, with it and it's it's just such a great game there was a sequel that came out um in europe but never came to america nintendo i really wish that you would have brought it to america i uh, man i really wanted to play the sequel to this game but hotel dust room 212 uh i remember at egm one of the review uh, reviewers gave it a 10 um and I, I I literally bought this game with my own money when it came out uh, and played it all the way in 30 of Jordan. I love a good mystery. Uh, I love mystery games. And so, but Hotel Dust, Room 212, great Nintendo game. So that's my number 15. Uh, what's your for number 14, Corey? My number 14 game, everybody, is Super Mario 64. Uh, Super Mario 64 is the game I point at that said, I'm going to play games for the rest of my life, and I don't care if anybody cares or not. Uh, You know, we talked a little bit, uh, again, on a future Standard Definition episode, a lot about uh, Mario 64, but uh, it was my first experience with a 3D game. It was my first real kind of uh it was just my first real 
experience of being really into a game, right? I, it was the first time I felt compelled besides Pokemon to collect everything, right? Like all 120 stars, right? That was such a big deal. And, uh, it was just a mesmerizing kind of super fun experience. And it's still fun to this day. Right. I mean, yeah, there's a couple of camera issues and, you know, you're going to have that with a 30 year old game at this point, but it's just, it's an all time classic Mario 64, uh, Bowser looks weird, but other than that, uh, you know, I I just remember like King Babam and uh, racing the uh, the Koopa to the top of the hill and throwing the penguins off the ice ledge and all that kind of stuff is just super fun and uh, yeah, Mario sixty four. Right, Stephanie. For me. I actually was a fan of Super Mario Galaxy. I know some people, you know, I think that's a, a little more of a divisive Mario title. Um, I don't know. I just kind of like the setup, like walking around like the planet of each planet. And I, I, I like Rosalina. I'm a fan of her. Mario um, Kart main. Mm, and uh, yeah, I, I also was a fan of Wii and I didn't mind like the the Wii controls. I know some people just don't like it, but I was a fan and therefore Mario Galaxy was kind of my go-to Mario in the franchise. It's fair. It's a good one. Yes. It's better on Switch because you can use controller, but mm. <laughs> uh so my number 14 is Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney in the rest of the games. Mm. I like I said, I love a good mystery. I remember this game, no one knew about it. It, it, it was a Game Boy Events game in Japan, but not here in America. So I remember it was in the $20 bargain bin at GameStop. And they had tons of copies. Nobody knew about it. Nobody was playing it. So I bought one. And this is kind of like my first kind of like text adventure style game, like adventure game. And I enjoyed everything about it. I got hooked on that. It feels like the day that I bought it, that game rose to the top because all the copies were like selling out and everybody understood what it was and the series has been popular ever since so Phoenix Wright on the DS my number 14 game Hmm. and the game got the trilogy or the first three games kind of like a remake uh, with the art on Switch so you guys could go and play it there nice yes Corey, what's your 13? Uh, number 13, Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. Uh, wow. Okay. I, I, Assassin's Creed is, I know a lot of people like to bash on Assassin's Creed, but that's one of my favorite franchises, and I wish we had more Assassin's Creed on Switch. Uh, and I know saying that we have the Ezio collection and the Rebels collection and the, uh, what is it, the Liberty collection of three and whatever uh mm-hmm. i know we have all those but like there's something about assassin's creed 4 uh i played it on the wii u i put so much time into that game uh i 100 i well i 96.4 percented it because the last three percent three and a half percent required multiplayer and the wii u versions of games like to not include multiplayer stuff so i never really 100 percented it but it was it came at a point where I really needed it 
Uh, it was the last game I played before meeting my wife. Actually, I, you know, I'm, not that this like really impacts the way I feel about that game, but like it helped me through a time where I was like in a bad breakup and uh, kind of got me through a small portion of you know trying to figure out what the next step in my life would be. And so, yeah, uh, Assassin's Creed Four. I love Edward Kenway. I love the ship battles, which continue on to this day in odyssey and origins and all that uh i love the pirate theme like i would really love just a pirate sequel to this game and i know they're gonna try to pitch skull and bones as that but it's not uh so yeah assassin's creed 4 black flag i would i would throw three in there i really like three as well but and i I know that's kind of a controversial statement but four is the better game so four all right stephanie all right, um, Donkey Kong 64, um, another rare game. And Whoa. this is where you had that expansion pack to go in 64. Um, it came, it, sometimes it would come with the yellow controller, which I always wanted, but I could never have. But bottom line is I loved it because you could play as all the various Kongs. The DK rap was fantastic. Um, <laughs> Should we play I it for everybody love... on Twitch so we get struck? <laughs> Here we go. Um but I love how each level you can go back as every Kong and there's something for you to do. I just, I don't know. I felt like it just, there was a lot more to do with the game. Um, the bosses were fun. All the levels were very creative, uh, but it did frustrate me at the end because you needed to play the old school Nintendo games mm-hmm. uh, on there to earn that rare coin and the Nintendo coin. I forgot which one's which, but I could earn one, but I couldn't beat the other one. And it would just frustrate the heck out of me. Cause it's like, I'm playing an N64 game. I shouldn't have to beat these old NES games so I could get to the final boss. And I gave up for a long time just because I could not get that last coin. Doesn't match <laughs> what else, what other things you need to do in that game. Um, very hard to go back to and play, though. Very hard to go back and enjoy. So it's just going to stay in my mental library as my number 13. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, my number 13 is Street Fighter 3 Third Strike. Um, the Street Fighter collection is on Switch. This game is on part of that collection. <laughs> so that's how I'm able to add it on. I love Third Strike. I think it's the best Street Fighter game that they Capcom ever made. Um, the sprite graphics, the combos, I love using Akuma and Ryu. Um, and uh just everything about it. The soundtrack, the jazzy hip-hop soundtrack is so good. Don't care for the bonus stages. Um, but yeah, I played this in the arcade. Uh, when it came to Dreamcast, I was able to learn Akuma, like, ultimate move easier so I could pull off in the arcade. Um, and it's just, it's, it's a perfect fighting game. It's like one of the best fighting games for me. There's something else that's higher than that that's on this li- on my list. But Street Fighter 3 Third Strike is kind of the best Street Fighter game ever made. Hmm. So that's my number 13. Uh, Corey, what's your number 12? My my number 12 is The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker. Uh, (sighs) That is my number 4. That's my number 5! Oops, I scared my cat. It's a game I was really upset when they showed it for the first time. Because they at Space World they had shown off that really awesome 
kind of at the time amazing looking Zelda game that was kind of like a darker version of Ocarina, right? Where mm-hmm. Link was fighting Ganon and the te- I think it was in the Temple of Time, which was really cool. And that's the game we thought we were getting, and then we ended up getting Wind Waker, and I was upset. Like I wanted, I was, I wanted a cool adult Zelda game, and uh, especially after playing Ocarina of Majora's Mask, like for this to be the next game in the series, uh, especially when Nintendo was trying, it seemed like they were kind of growing up a little bit with Metroid, like Metroid Prime, and. Uh, doing different things with like eternal darkness and uh that kind of thing like i i just thought that this was a step in a different direction and obviously it's an amazing zelda game but uh and uh, probably the game that aged the best i would say in terms of art direction and art style uh the wii u version is just one of the most beautiful games i've ever seen I hope this game gets ported to Switch at some point because that game is stuck on two consoles that nobody bought, and it's a shame. It's like mm-hmm. it's a real shame that that game is on two consoles that nobody bought, and it's arguably one of the best. It's arguably, I would say, in my opinion, it is top three Zelda games of all time. It is great, and you're right. I, I have to agree. As much as I love Ocarina of Time. If you're talking about what visually has aged the best, Wind Waker would be one of the first things that come to mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Great dungeon design. Tetra is cool. Like the pirate theme, again, is just awesome. Uh, like the the final, like when <laughs> the final boss with, with Ganon is like yeah. super intense when you finally kill him. Yeah, just uh, drive yes. that sword right. Yeah. Just. Another thing about that that animation of him laughing while the water is going down, I it was so smooth. It in a way it kind of had a Disney effect in this animation. Yeah, and, and you know, plus like we got like real kind of kind of real time emotions on Link for the first time. Yeah, Ocarina of Time yes. he had emotions, but they were like they were like jpeg switches almost yeah yeah and this was like his mouth moved naturally and his eyes opened wide and it was it was uh, it's a really special game and it's honestly wind waker and twilight princess are the two games i have my wii u still hooked up for uh because not that i'll play them anytime soon but just in case like those are the games and uh i really hope nintendo puts them out i don't Mm -hmm. see why they wouldn't at some point, especially if Switch is going to be around for another three or four years, you know, because Nintendo wants to torture us. Yeah. Ah, uh, Nancy. <sighs> Anyways, all right. Is it my turn? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, I won't take long on this one because the reason why I like it is similar to a previous one that we um listed, and that's Pokemon silver and gold nice. this is my mm-hmm. last entry for pokemon here um, i'm just an old school traditionalist um, i kind of stopped after silver and gold and didn't touch another pokemon game until arceus because of a promise of something different um, but i do feel like you know it had a lot of good energy obviously very similar to red and blue but the second generation was nice i enjoyed it again gave continued life to the game boy color 
say it like that. So. All right. Cool. Uh, my my number twelve is Metroid Prime. Um, love that they took the series in this direction. Um, I played the demo as Sam Goody. Was after I finished the the uh the demo, it's kind of like the first part of the game. I went to the counter and paid the whole game off for the pre order, um, until the game came out. And once the game came out, man, it's expensive world. I really, it it really made me dislike Halo after that. Like I did not care. Like I already have my problems with the Halo series, but I was just like, the Halo series is not touching Metroid Prime. I thought it was the best first-person shooter um, of of all time until Titanfall Two came out. And Halo, I respect it now. I appreciate it. But man, just the, what they did with that with the GameCube controller, because it didn't have like two analog sticks for it to have that way. That's the C stick that was on the GameCube controlled the different powers and everything. And it was just it was so cool do, using different visors in order to find enemy weak spots or and to defeat them and everything. Like it was such a great and creative game. It still felt like Metroid, but in this 3D space. And just, I don't know how Retro did it, but they really pulled together to make this magical game. And it just looks beautiful on the GameCube. The water effects on Samus' visor, like the drops and everything, man. It's still to this day, that game looks amazing. So Metroid Prime is my number 12. Corey, what's your number 11? Pikmin. Uh, the first one Ooh. for GameCube. It's... uh. I went like I I remember when I got my GameCube that was one of the first games I got after Luigi's Mansion and Tony Hawk 3 uh waiting patiently for Smash Brothers to come out. Mm-hmm. And this game was so fun. I remember coming it was like a there was like a snow day or something for school and I just remember sitting in my room and like playing Pikmin all day and I beat it in one sitting. And then after I beat it, I turned around and started playing it again because, like, the real task is to optimize your days, right, in that game and trying to figure out the best way to find all your ship parts and stuff. Uh, it was It's super charming. Uh, I, ju- I just love Pikmin so much. I think it's one of the underrated gems of Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually wish they would re- re-release that first game. Uh, I know we got Pikmin 3 on the Switch, and it's fine, but that first game is just, it's a wonderful, it, it is it is a masterpiece, I think, and if anybody has a Wii or a Wii U, you should try to find the Wii version of that game, because that it's, so Pikmin, ironically, is like one of the best games to use the Wii Remote Nunchuck, because it allows you to run and throw your Pikmin at the same time which you can't do with a normal controller. Uh, I actually recommend the Wii U version of Pikmin 3 as well because you can use the Wii Remote Nunchuck for the Wii uh, for the Wii U version of 3 and have a map on the gamepad so you always know where you're going. You can throw and run at the same time and uh, yeah. It's I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of the Wii or the Wii Remote except for certain situations, but that is one that I recommend. Awesome. All right. 
For me, next, um, Link Between Worlds. Ooh. Yes. They did a fantastic job creating this uh, spiritual sequel, or however they want to phrase it, to uh, Link to the Past. Um, the mechanic to of Link to go in between walls, um, I think, was great. Um, very charming game, and just everything worked smoothly. And I had a lot of fun with the dungeons. They weren't too hard. They weren't too easy. And I liked that you could pick which one you can go to first via renting out your items that you need. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number 11 is Paper Mario the Origami King. Because this game is hilarious. <laughs> I know that we had shaking his head. We had a big discussion on the boss rush for our game of the year. I know people have their opinion about it, but the writing in this game is so good. The it's it's a gorgeous game. You know, the boss battles make you think and everything, but it was just so fun and so funny. Uh, it kept the spirit of the Paper Mario games. And it, it, at, there are points in this game that it's just like, wow, they did a fantastic job. You know, I, I love having uh, Metroid's uh, Samus uh, head on my uh, on me and just moving around. I love the Japanese little theme park. It, it's so good. And the final boss battle is just, like, so wacky. Like, the, if you think this game is for kids... You need to sit down and play because this game is challenging. Black knows what I'm talking about because he did a video <laughs> uh, of it. And I, everybody, go watch this video and subscribe to Black Game Reviews. Fantastic. I love Black's channel. He is funny. He is the yes. funniest person that I know. I, I love yeah. Black's channel so much. I watch it like I watch it at night when I'm trying to fall asleep sometimes. And like I got to I got to shout out the conduit review is very good. Uh, the, uh, um, shoot, I just lost it. Uh, this, this, uh, Swickenin review is pretty good. And I want to say, what was the other game that I was getting ready to talk about? Uh, anyways, box game reviews. You should check it out. Please subscribe. Yeah. Yeah. So. Paper Mario, the Origami King. If you have a Switch, I, I, I just want people to like really play this game and like stick with it all the way because it is a great reward. It's really funny. The bosses are challenging. There's a lot of secrets and stuff that you know, two hundred like get a hundred, uh, hundred completion on it. You're gonna spend time with this game. It's a, it's a lot to it, but it's so fun and it's a it's a cool battle system it takes a while to learn but i think once you learn it and everything you can get through a lot of these battles with ease i i thoroughly enjoyed paper mario the origami king and i and there's one part and i kind of got on my twitter page it was just like you asked mario you entering this castle and all the enemies look at you and they're like what the world is this and then they just start fighting and it gets hilarious from there it, it's such a great game so paper mario the origami king is my number 11 everybody we are at our top 10 Corey, what is your number 10 uh so before before i get to my number 10 Star Fox adventures was the game i was gonna bring up on his mm. review channel which is also very good uh number 10 for me is fire emblem fates on the 3ds uh 
as much as Awakening got me into Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem Fates, uh, specifically Birthright, was a mm-hmm. great uh, kind of introduction to what I think they wanted to do with Three Houses. You know, uh, it didn't quite hit the way I think they wanted it to because you had to buy three separate versions of the game to make that work. But it definitely had uh, a great cast of characters. The story was very good. They had like this home base thing that you could kind of level up and do things with. It was great. Um, I love, I love this game. The pixel art is awesome. Like every time I see this game, it makes me think about playing the phone game because it has similar pixel art. And, uh, Mm -hmm. then I realized that it's just like, uh, all the fire emblem characters in like, anime bikini outfits and i'm like yeah, i'm not I'm not gonna go down that road so oh. but fire emblem fates is a wonderful 3ds game if you haven't played it highly recommend it uh revelations the third part of that game is only downloadable unless you bought the special edition and the 3ds eShop is closing so if you want the third part and arguably the best part of that game you should get it now yes all right. all right, breaking my top 10 is the good old-fashioned, will always be a classic Tetris. Tetris ah. is my number two. It's not on my list. Oh, what? Well, oh. <laughs> Tetris? Uh, Tetris? I don't know, Corey, if there's anything you want to uh, Because, like, I don't know, maybe I'm just running out of words, but just... I don't know how else I could describe Tetris it's other than the like, it's... only perfect video game that exists. It, I it <laughs> like Tetris seriously was almost my number one. That's how much I love Tetris. Tetris Effect, like obviously the latest edition, is one of the greatest versions of Tetris of all time. Uh, but even the, you go back to the original NES and Game Boy versions of Tetris, they're just simple, fun puzzle games that anybody can understand and enjoy and figure out and it's just i know everybody says video games will never be perfect this is this is the only perfect video game that exists i i really don't know what else to say about tetris it's it's just awesome and i am super jealous of jack and his tetris shelving units because i want them but the way my walls are in the office i cannot have them because Anything that's heavier than a feather, it just falls off the wall because they're fake walls. So, oh, all right. What's breach your top ten, Ed? Chess shapes and beats. Mm. Like, Gosh. I am a person who loves house music and dance music, and the music that's in Chess shapes and beats. Even though the game is like challenging as ever, and you don't really do that much at, that, that much. Just hearing the music gets me like going, and then the Shovel Knight remix remixes are blazing hot. <laughs> like they are so good. Uh, but yeah, I I love Chess Shapes and Beats. I reached out to the developers, and I like literally thanked them for the soundtrack and everything that they play. You know, they got a YouTube playlist that people can hear all the tracks um, for it. But yeah, Chess Shapes and Beats such a great game and i think it's on playstation um i don't know if it's on everything have. now i think it's on everything now okay yeah it's, it's so good it kind of rivals tetris effects 
connected when it comes to music. For oh. Like it was it was such a battle between Tetris of not Tetris Freak, I'm sorry, just chasing beats and Forza Horizon 4 for best soundtrack when both of those games came out. And I had to give it to Just Chasing Beats, but because Horizon, Horizon, uh, Forza Horizon Four soundtrack is so good, it really is good. But Just Chasing Beats, my number ten. Corey, what is your number nine? Super Mario Brothers Two. Uh, it was the, I would say, the second game I ever played on NES. Uh, it was the my first experience with Mario. Uh, which later, yeah, I went back and played Mario 1 and Duck Hunt, but Mario 2 is far superior to Mario 1. Uh, I Great. love I love the kind of weirdness that it, you know, obviously it's a reskinned version of Doki Doki Panic, which we learned later, but uh, I like mm-hmm. that you can play as all the other characters, right? Luigi, Peach, and Toad, and they all have special, or, you know, their statistics are different, and... Uh, the birds or the masks that chase you are terrifying. Uh, the magic carpets, like when they start to disappear and you're not sure if you're going to make the jump or not, that's really awesome. Birdo, obviously an iconic character now. Uh, hate Birdo. And then when you get to the one level where you go to walk through the bird mouth and it starts attacking you, that's not fun. <laughs> Surprise. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, I don't really have much to say about Mario 2. It's awesome. Uh, the Game Boy Advance version is the superior way to play that game, I think. Or the Mario All-Stars version is also a very good version of that game. I think I think Mario All-Stars is on NSO, right? So you yeah, can play that version. It's it's so good. I, I love that game. So Mario 2 is my number 9. My number 9 was Pokemon Red and Blue. So back to you, Ed. My number nine is Mario Kart Double Dash. I love Double Dash. I love the switching of the characters, mixing them up to on, on your cart. The tracks are so fun to play. Um, it's easier to drift on this game. Uh, it, it's it's just so perfect. I know people love Mario Kart Eight, um, and and all the DLC and all and everything. But Mario Kart Double Dash is a game that I played a lot back in the day when it came out. It was the game that me and my friends did every Friday night. I would bring my GameCube over, have my extra controllers, and it, it was a red shell papata. Uh, because we knew that if you were in first place and I had that good red shell, I'm making sure you don't got nothing to block it and I'm popping you. And that's how me and my friends play. And we were getting a little bit tipsy, too, at that time. <laughs> Having adult beverages, everybody. Uh, so, but it's such a fun game. It's such a classic. And I just, I wish it would come back to Switch. Uh, hopefully it comes to Switch. But yeah, Mario Kart Double Dash is my number nine. Uh, hmm. Ori, what's your number eight? Uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Uh definitely an evolution of fire emblem i like the branching story uh incredible i i i'm glad that they got rid of the rock paper paper scissors mechanics for the most part in this game i know that certain classes still do more damage to other to other certain classes right but like they got rid of the triangle kind of 
uh, way that you fought in the other games. And so uh, I love the characters. I love Byleth. I love the Black Eagles. Uh, I know people seem to have issues with them for some reason because the internet. But, uh, you know, Edelgard is my girl. I love them. I love that whole house. And so, yeah, I'm, I, I mean, it's why I think I'm continuing so much with Fire Emblem Warriors right now is because, like, mm-hmm. I love that world and I love the monastery and the characters, right? And, uh, it's those that, that, like, it's definitely the best Fire Emblem. I hope we get some sort of sequel. I know that there's a new game rumored by the same team right now. Right. So, yeah, Three Houses, awesome game. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, Harvest Moon 64. Um, I know. Really? Har- nice. Yeah. Harvest Moon obviously is a game that's been made and made and made. And with every iteration, it just gets more and more boring and bland and lame. However, the first Harvest Moon that I played, Harvest Moon 64, is in my top 10 because. Again, it was like one of my base set of games, and I just really liked it. Um, Even though it was very simplistic back in the day, I loved the randomized events, like some things Mm -hmm. would happen or not happen, and depending on what you did. Like I remember early in the game, there'd be this guy like right outside your house when you wake up one morning and he's like starving, he's hungry. If you have food to feed him right away, he'll become a more active and engaged member of that society or village later. But if you don't feed him that day, like I don't think you really, you might see him again, but he's just kind of not part of the town. So it's stuff like that. And you get to like, obviously pick a girl that you're going to court and marry and have a baby with and all that silly, stupid stuff. But it just, managing a farm and i mean i'm not into a ton of farming simulators these days but hey uh, there's got to be one that you really like in your life and that one was harvest moon 64 all right uh for me number eight is three so we could go on to number seven Corey, what's your number seven uh my number seven was turtles in time so we talked about that already so back to stephanie i guess banjo kazooie Ooh, good one yeah, love oh, it. Another rare game, and I think you mentioned this in in our rankings um, episode the other day, uh, Corey, that you preferred Banjo Kazooie over Mario in pl- when it comes to platforming in mm-hmm. general. Yeah, mm-hmm. I kind of feel that way. Nothing against Mario, like 3D Mario, but if we're talking about 3D platformers, I love Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, it's. I mean, the, the the fact that like. Yeah, Mario 64 did it first, right? So, like, you're always going to put that game on a pedestal, right? But, like, I think that Rare really nailed it with Banjo-Kazooie in terms of, like, okay, you have this dumb bear and this bird, right? And you can turn in all these different things. Uh, Kazooie can, you know, do the weird chicken walk thing to go faster. You know, Poop out an egg. Yeah, (laughs) poop out an egg. Uh, it's just, I just think it's superior in almost every way. Level design, writing, characters. Yeah, Kazooie is so sassy. Yeah, Kazooie's awesome. Sassy bird. I hope they make a new Banjo-Kazooie soon. But not like Nuts and Bolts. No. Or is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nuts and Bolts was fine, but... It just looks weird. I just want a traditional Banjo game. Yeah. So. All right. 
It's like the Star Fox Adventures of Banjo games. Wow. Shay. Different. Okay. Not what we want. Wow. Ah. Well, my number seven is Tasunoku versus Capcom. Oh, my gosh, Ed. <laughs> this, what? what are these games? This is a fighting game from Capcom on Wii. And it was the Tatsunoku animes that uh, uh, were fighting Capcom, uh, like Street Fighter characters over here, and uh, some of the Capcom characters. It's one of the best fighting games on the Wii. Uh I, I remember when the game came out came out it was really low in quantity and uh quantity and I remember at Toys R Us it came out for fifty bucks and really nobody was looking for it. I bought it the day it came out. Um this is the game that actually changed the Marvel vs. Capcom fighting games, uh, with their control setup and everything. Um and it's just so good. I played it at the arcade and everything. Uh, you can take a look at it, but it, it's such a enjoyable game that I had. I learned a lot of the combos and characters and, you know, right, being Ryu and fighting this big gold uh, robot and everything. It, it was it's such an uh, amazing game. Um but and it's probably not going to be able to come out because Tatsunoku, like the licensing with Tatsunoku is kind of like really difficult to work with because there's so many parts to it. But uh, when it came out in the U.S. and it came out for Wii, it was the game to have. It was a big fighting game. So uh, Tatsunoku versus Capcom is my number seven. Uh, Corey, what is your number six? My number six is Super Mario 3D World. Uh, the best <sighs> it's the best 3d mario game hands down uh and i've played all the way through it twice well almost twice uh i just adore the game i love the cat suit i love how it takes the best of 3d mario games and the best of 2d mario games and just smashes them together and just what is a wonderful experience uh i highly recommend it it's so much fun. It's so colorful. I love the stamp collecting aspect, which Ed, speaking of memories for Nintendo Power Block, we thought that the state when this game came out, that the stamps were going to be Nintendo's achievement system. Remember yep. that? Because yeah. like they skipped a couple games, but then Twilight Princess also had stamps. Mm. And we thought that this like whatever, you know, codename NX was, they were going to implement like a stamp collection that you could show off uh on Miiverse, and then obviously they close Miiverse, and there's no stamps, and here we are six years later with, you know, not even a third theme, but mm-hmm. here we are. But uh, Mario 3D World is a wonderful game. Everybody, even if even if you're not even a huge Mario fan, this is t- so totally worth it, um, in my opinion. Yes. All right. Uh, my next one's a Mario game, but it's Super Mario World. So that's my personal pick for a top Mario game. Um, I'm a little biased because, you know, you got Yoshi in there, right? So mm-hmm. that played a, a a big part. I think maybe I'm getting to it. That's the one where we had the feather too, right? So Yes. I don't know. I just Those are the particular mechanics that I, I really enjoyed. I mean, that's kind of Yoshi, man. Yoshi. 
Well, uh, my number six is Secret of Mana. Um, this was a game that was planned to be on the Super Nintendo PlayStation. Uh, but when the plans fell through, uh, Square Enix, I mean, that's Square Enix, Squaresoft, uh, designed the game to be on the cartridges. But it has some cut content uh, with it. Some of the rooms and the dungeons are like kind of blocked off because there were supposed to be some cut scenes and some other extra stuff. But it's a phenomenal soundtrack, uh, a great story. Um, you trying to say the ministry. And everything, and it's kind of a sad ending with some of the characters uh, and everything. But it's so good. I remember getting this game for Christmas and uh, grinding and learning, and then soon buying the uh, game guide for this game to see how I get through some 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 of the parts and everything. And you get to fight Santa Claus as one of the bosses. Uh, so uh Secret of Mana, uh go here and listen to the soundtrack. They they remade it for PlayStation 4, but uh the collection of mana is also on Switch where people could play also the original one. Um so that is my number six. Uh Corey, what is your number five? So my number five, it's an it's hmm, I didn't play it on Switch. Well I, I did, but I didn't I the first time I played it was on PlayStation 2. Uh, it's available on Switch now. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, Final Fantasy X is... Ah. I mean, I don't really know what else to say about that game other than like I love the story. I love the characters. Uh, I love just the kind of theming around it and how, you know, uh, I love where the story goes. I love that it's a love story that, you know, I guess kind of spoilers, but doesn't get to exist because of what's happening, what's about to happen. And I just, I love that kind of stuff. And, you know, I've been itching to play it again on the switch. Uh, and I, I might do so in the coming months, but man, mm-hmm. final fantasy 10 is one of the all time great final fantasy games. And, uh, it has two, of. Uh... Out of the characters that's in the Final Fantasy universe, they are two of my favorites, Oron and Lulu. Mm-hmm. Love them. Mm-hmm. Love them. Yeah. So Oren is awesome. Uh and the yeah. and like fun fact, if you take Yuna through the <laughs> through the Black Mage Sphere grid, she's mm-hmm. like ten times more powerful than Lulu. Really? Yeah. I mean her I've really Plus, made uh Yuna my killer. Yeah, plus, I mean, yeah, I mean, she's supposed to be your white mage, but if you take her through the black mage sphere grid, like, and you go through the quest that lets her only mm-hmm. use one magic point, mm-hmm. she becomes unstoppable. It's awesome. Oh, so. wow. Did not know that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Lul, the voice acting in that game, too, is really good. Definitely Orin's voice acting, man. And I love Lulu's voice acting, too. But Orin was just like... Something about his voice acting, it, even though it sounds dead at times because of some yeah. other things won't reveal it, it it really just fit the mood. And it it didn't feel threatening, but it really felt like, hey, I will still kick your tail because I've been through this. I know what I'm mm-hmm. doing. And yeah. he, he was just so cool. And I love his design mm-hmm. with his hand in his uh pocket while he's still holding the sword and just bam he was powerful than a yeah. mug <laughs> yeah 
definitely an awesome character. Yeah. Thank you. Now I want to play Final Fantasy. <laughs> Good game. Uh, was this five? Yes. Uh, mine was Wind Waker for five. So. Cool. Uh, my number five is Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story. <laughs> Uh, we we talked about this game, and I, once again, the game is funny as ever. I love the fact that you can play as Bowser and suck up the Goombas, peppermint, uh, lollipop, and if you do it, you get energy, but you make them run away and cry. Uh, you are Mario and Luigi, and you're inside Bowser's body. You're doing boss battles and fights and different gameplays. Like, there's a shoot 'em up a vertical game in it. I know there's a lot. I keep speaking about shoot 'em ups and stuff. But they, they really changed that game a lot. And, you know, in order, there were times that you had to switch to Bowser at the top of the DS and then switch it down for the Mario Brothers in order to get through. And there'd be times they would force Bowser to drink water so they could get to higher levels. So, like, what he did in the real world was kind of almost playing as a puzzle inside his body and everything. And it was, it's such a great game. And if you was Bowser uh, and you sucked up some of the enemies, the Mario Brothers would have to go fight uh, those enemies. So it was it's such a great, great, great game. Mario Luigi Bowser Inside Story. I love that game. Uh, Corey, what's your number four? Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Um, it's the best Mario Kart. It's the best racing game. I, you know, the best arcade racing game. Uh, I don't really know what to say about this game. I've put probably. You know, I put probably 40 or 50 hours into the Wii U version, and I put probably double that into the Switch version. Uh, the fact that we're still getting DLC for that game is awesome, although I feel like the first wave was a little bit underwhelming, in my opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. I hope they get better moving forward. But the fact that, like, man, that game is so good. And plus, like, the new battle mode is pretty cool. And it's a game that I can play with my wife and my kids because it has, like, the quote-unquote cheater modes on it where mm-hmm. like they're always going they steer when they're you know prevents them from falling off and it's just it's just a wonderful game to play with people and uh yeah uh rosalina main all the way nice yeah stephanie what is your number four number four four twilight princess Ooh, that's Ooh. my number three actually uh, one of my top favorite um, Zelda games. Uh, I had no problem with it being on the Wii. Uh, it has some of the best dungeon designs other than City in the Sky. Um, some of the best boss battles, um, like Star-Lord. Uh, no, I almost said Star-Lord, but Star-Lord. Um, and, you know, it was gritty. I, I like, I think that design of Link might be one of my most favorite designs of Link. Um, and I like Midna. I mean, everyone mm-hmm. has their own favorite um, character, but I personally like Midna. Um, you know, sadly, I don't think the graphics 
age as as it's not terrible but it didn't age as well as like a wind waker shockingly and mm-hmm. the intro does take forever so it's not without flaws but i thoroughly enjoy it to where it's very much worthy on my top five and i swear if nintendo doesn't give us either a port a remake a something a remap something i'm breaking up with nintendo it's gonna happen i swear no no it's not <laughs> no. <laughs> no it that's my number three uh i almost my top three could have gone anyway. Uh, this was my number one, my favorite game of all time for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, like Stephanie said, the dungeon design is impeccable. I love Midna. I think Midna is the best companion character that's out there in terms of, of, you know, Zelda games. Uh, I just, Man, the Wii U version also is like super superior. They replace a lot of the character models and you know, clean up a lot of the assets. So, I mean, it still mm-hmm. looks like an old game because it is, but it it it's a cleaned up version and I just love it. Uh I love the Twilight Realm. I love the aesthetic of the Twilight Realm. I love the big reveal at the end and kind of how it ends is very sad in a way. Uh and Oh. And can I just say, best rendition of Ganondorf? Hands down. Yeah. I agree. 100%. He goes in all-out daddy mode. Woo. Yeah. Goodness. <laughs> He's, uh... Yeah. So... Sorry. I had to throw that in there. That's fine. Uh, well, uh, my number four, The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. Mm. Uh, there's nothing else I could say about it. Um, it's like the only... Tr- only mainline kind of Zelda game that's on my list outside of Hyrule Warriors being like a wow. side game. Uh, but yeah, The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker is my number four. Corey, what's your number three? Twilight Princess is my number three. Okay. Alright. My number uh, three? 70. Star Fox 64. Ooh. Ooh. That's high. Yeah, I love that game. I, I, told, I only have two physical copies left in my N64, and it's Ocarina of Time and Star Fox 64. Nice. I love the branching paths. I love all the different planets. Um, it's one of the few shooters that I enjoy. I love the bosses, even though Andros in the end was just a head and two hands, like many Nintendo bosses, which is weird, actually, if you think about it. <laughs> Um, but it's just very fun. And if Star Fox would ever come back, that's the model I want them to return to. Okay. Uh, my number three is Joshi's Crafted World. Love this game. I love, thank you once again, Corey, for helping me write in the review, getting it, making it look all great. Um, it was like four years love, ago. <laughs> I know. But the level design, the boss fights against Bowser Jr., um, the additional way of playing this game, like how you go from left to right, and then you go from right to left with the collectibles. Um, you've, you've, there's a level that takes place in a bathtub. <laughs> it's the most funniest yet fun wow. level in this game. Uh, it, I, uh, it's just perfection. I love 
Yoshi's Craft World. I may have to go replay that game again just to get the collectibles. And, you know, playing as different Yoshis and, you know, getting different items to help you do out the game if you find it too difficult. It's also fun. And then, like, there's more challenges after you beat the game that is really hard. But it's it's so enjoyable. So Yoshi's Craft World is my number uh, three. And a great soundtrack. Uh, it's not a, it's not uh, on the level of Woody World soundtrack. Woody, Yoshi's Woody World soundtrack is the bomb bit. Uh, but uh, Craft the World, yeah, my number three. Uh, Corey, what's your number two? Tetris. Uh, you know, we talked about it already, so. My number two, Breath of the Wild. Mm, it's my number one. But that's just because Ocarina of Time is my number one. So mm. Breath of the Wild... I'm really glad Nintendo found the perfect formula to shake up that franchise. You literally could do anything and everything. There were several ways to solve a puzzle. It just blew my mind. I know people complain about the weapon degradation system and sure mm. it was annoying in the beginning, but I'm okay with it. I can't, you know, if you want to pretend things are realistic, things will break, especially if you're fighting a Lionel. Um, only downside is, you know, the four divine beasts that don't really have a theme and all the bosses were just goopy calamity versions a blight like a an L, like a blight of that type so i could use a bit more diversity with bosses and themes but really that's just nitpicky on an overall excellent game and i feel like breath of the wild's kind of there to stay mm-hmm. Corey, what would you like to say about breath of the wild i mean what else can i say i mean like i my the only hangups I have about Breath of the Wild are the dungeons, which I think they're going to fix in the sequel. I mean, they weren't terrible, right? The Divine Beasts weren't terrible; they were just kind of boring aesthetically, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that kind of thing. And uh, the breakable weapons, like, not that it was a huge problem because, like, I had thirty amiibo to scan in every day before I started playing, uh, but. I I don't really care for the breakable weapons and the fact that there's not a way to kind of repair them is also something that I got hung up on. So uh but other than that like just exploring the world and the sh- ex- finding shrines, right? And uh climbing the the towers and fighting the guardian uh the guardians and the lionels uh which are super scary early on and uh your first time finding the great fairy right is just over the top and ridiculous uh yeah and yeah i mean there's just so much i put 240 hours into that game and it's it's a game i think about weekly if not daily i think about that game so often uh and I'm just so incredibly excited for the sequel. And can I say the 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 main trailer? So not the initial release trailer, but the second trailer that they released for Breath of the Wild. That music. Uh-huh. Every time I hear that music, I still get goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. So. It's so. It's such a wonderful experience. All right, Ed. What's your number two? My number two is Smart Super Mario 3D World. Uh, enough was said about this game. Uh, I love the level design, playing as Princess Peach, running, and seeing the smoke come out every time they run. 
just just such a fun game. And doing multiplayer is really fun. Uh, Corey, what was your number one? Breath of Wild is my number one. Yeah. Ocarina your... of Time was my number one. And my number one, everybody could guess it, Bayonetta 2. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what? Wow. Yeah. I love Bayonetta 2. The combos, the story, the action is is comedic. The fights are so good. It's way better than one. So colorful. The the way they mix up the gameplay in this, like um, the weapons that you get in this game is fun to use. Um, the fact that you get to be devils and uh, angels and devils, uh, a really good boss fight. Uh, it, it's weird. Uh, they kind of like second to last part of the game feels like afterburner in a sense. Um. So they kind of play a nod to Sega's Afterburner series. It's such a great game. And, like, just the music. And it's funny at times. But, you know, just playing the... I have the demo still on my Wii U with demo trials on it. Like, I saved it. Because if I get rid of it, I can't download it no more. I can't play it anymore. Even when the game came out, it... It, it even though it caused some controversy with some people and everything, I love Bayonetta 2. When it came to Switch, I quickly bought this game for $60. It's so good. It's like an all-time... And this was the game that I feel like got Platinum Games recognized for people to work with them. Like, it, it, it just felt like them working with Nintendo, having a good relationship, really made Platinum Games better as a developer so uh but yeah everybody that is our 30 games uh Corey, do we want to do a rundown quickly of each of our lists so people can know uh i'm i guess i guess so uh okay. so so start with yeah. start with one and go all the way to 30 so right. one to 30 legend of zelda breath of the wild tetris uh twilight princess mario kart 8 Final Fantasy X, Super Mario 3D World, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time, uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, Mario 2, Fire Emblem Fates Birthright, Pikmin, Wind Waker, Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag, Super Mario 64, Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow, Wii Sports, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, uh, Diddy Kong Racing, 007, uh, GoldenEye 007, Tales of Symphonia, Mario Golf, Toadstool Tour, Magical Quest starring Mickey Mouse, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, uh, Shovel Knight, Treasure Trove, SSX3, uh, Super Meat Boy, N++, Super Mario Brothers 3, Metroid, and Skies of Arcadia Legends. Nice. Uh, Stephanie, your list. All right, number one, Ocarina of Time, followed by Breath of the Wild, Star Fox 64, Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, Wind Waker, Super Mario World, Banjo-Kazooie, Harvest Moon 64, Pokemon Red slash Blue, Tetris, Link Between Worlds, Pokemon Silver slash Gold, Donkey Kong 64, Super Mario Galaxy, Metroid Dread, Gato Roboto, Wii Sports, Super Smash Bros. Super Hot, Coffee Talk, Batman Telltale, Series, Rayman Legends, Shovel Knight, Gree, Jet Force Gemini, Pokemon Snap, Rampage, Donkey Kong Country, Donut County, and Killer Instinct Gold. 
All right. And mine's is Bayonetta 2, Super Mario 3D World, Yoshi's Crafted World, The Legend of Zelda, Wind Waker, Mario Luigi's Bowser Inside Story, Secret of Mana, Tatsunoko vs. Capcom, Gree, Mario Kart Double Dash, Just Shapes and Beats, Paper Mario The Origami King, Metroid Prime, Street Fighter 3, Third Strike, Phoenix Wright, Hotel Dust, Room 212, Elite Beat Ages, Okami HD, Ikaruga, Beautiful Joe, Mega Man 2, Tales of Symphonia, Metroid Dread, Mischief Maker, Xenoblade Blade Chronicles X, Chrono Trigger, NBA Jam, Rhyme, Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity, TMNT, Turtles in Time, and Super Mario Land 2, Six Golden Coins. That is our 30 uh, top Nintendo games uh, for each of our lists. We did it. We did it. We did it. Uh, so now we're going to get into the final section. Uh, it's going to be our final words in community comics. Um, Corey, do you want to take the first one? And I have one from Shane. Sure. Uh, sorry, I kind of closed it on accident. Uh, read yours from Shane first while I open this doc again. <laughs> All right. Uh, Shay uh, from another Zelda podcast and part of also the Bosch Network says the best of luck tonight on episode 300 what an accomplishment so happy for you and the rest of the Boss Rush Network family cheers to many many more thanks for letting me be a part of a great community um, yeah so uh, I have two here on the dock um, Daniel uh, Migar says congrats on number 300 uh and then our longtime listener Deshaun malone uh tweeted at us and said i uh i've been listening to you for a long time multiple groups co-hosts cycles and more uh you all have gotten a lot of people through some good and bad times including myself just want to say thank you for everything cheers to 300 more and beyond um, Jack Bro says, "Congrats on 300. I'm looking forward to the top 30 picks." Um, and uh, final words, Corey. I'm gonna let you. I go mean, first. it's just uh, the show has meant a lot to me personally, and I always said my biggest regret was leaving for those few months to try to, you know, resurrect Arsenal X and make a you know, make a something out of that show. And, uh, you know, by the time I, I came back to do this, it was a totally different show. You and the team had turned it into something extremely different. And, uh, I was just glad that, you know, you know, I'm just glad that we get to do this again. And, uh, the show has been through a lot. Um, over the last God, what seven years at this point, uh, mm-hmm. even to the point where we canceled the show for three months to start the Bossers podcast, uh, which was the NX show at the time, and then we were like, "That was a dumb idea. We should have just kept Power Block going." And uh, you know, a lot of fans wanted it back, and. Uh, I don't know this this show and all the people who've ever been involved and are involved and continue to be involved with not just Palbach but Boss Rush. Uh, it means a lot to me and um, us, I think, in general. And uh, you know, it's 
I don't, I don't really know what else to say. I just, I love the show. I love coming here and just talking with my best friend about Nintendo games, about the games we love and we will probably always love, you know? And, and mm-hmm. like I said, if boss rush ceases to exist tomorrow and everybody quits on us, you know, like we would still do this show because this is, it's the show, you know, maybe you have a different, idea about the show ed but i think this show in a way transcends what boss rush is and does right like yeah we're Mm -hmm. the show is a impactful part of the network but nintendo power block transcends what even what boss rush is at this point and i think we're always going to have that you know so I don't really yeah. have much else to say uh, that wouldn't take another half hour. But um, Well, I, I do want to thank Adrian Nieto, who started uh, Nintendo Power Block with us when it was just me, Corey, and him. And we first started off talking about the Breath of the Wild, just having a great discussion. And, and it really felt like, of course, we didn't know what we was doing, and we tried to fill each other out and stuff. But it kind of felt like we knew each other for years and just talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I want to also thank Kyle, um, who also came on and helped. Uh, I want to thank Jesse. Um, who was a part of uh, us when we were nerds going rogue doing uh, Nintendo Power Block? Just having a great discussion. Uh, Want to thank uh, you, Stephanie, for joining. Celeste, Dan, David, Laurent, Grayson, Shane, uh, Jack, uh, Galatrad. Uh, just all, all, all the all the guests and people from Boss Rush who came on. Hopefully, I said David. Um, uh, that came on and participated uh, on the show who, you know, did like news or did, did, did different parts um, and just had fun with us. You really guys, uh, you helped uh, Power Block get, it, get to where it is. Um, and Corey, I literally want to thank you because we met through Nintendo Voice Chat and who knew that we would have not only Nintendo Power Block to episode 300, but it helped create this friendship that we have. You know, it, this relationship we got, like, you you, you know you my bro here. You know you my best friend and mm-hmm. everything. And it was through our love for Nintendo. And I told you many times, I had, I really had no one to talk to about Nintendo um, until I literally met you. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you was on DNA doing stuff, I was supporting. I was just happy. And when you reached out, you know, I was excited to do this. And just look on how it grown. Times when we didn't have topics or anything, we would literally still get on the mic and talk. How many How many times did we say this is probably going to be a short episode and we would go for longer <laughs> than a normal episode because we were just talking and doing dumb stuff? And I think at one point we... Like we were literally talking about, uh, I think it was the when they revealed the new 2DS XL, yeah. and we both got one, and we literally just sat there and talked about the way it looked for like 45 minutes. Yeah, and everything. Uh, our Metroid Hellblade discussion, like Legendary. we did it too. Like just the way we was building off, and even if there was times that we disagreed on some things. When we got off the show, 
we was just still hanging out and talking and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really want to thank you for bringing me on and allowing me to definitely just be me. My takes are hot. They're wacky. <laughs> We know, we know, (laughs) Um, you know, I mean, look, we always kind of position the show, you need then and even now where like, you're the hype and the excitement and I'm the realist, right? Where I try to like, okay, let's bring it back down a notch (laughs) or seven. Uh, But I think it works and it's always going to work. And like, I don't care if we have one or 1000 listeners, right? Like the show is always going to exist because of our friendship. And like, the only way it's going to end is like, not to be super morbid, but like if one of us ends, then the show will end, you know, like, it's just, I don't ever see a time when we're not going to do this show, even when we're old and grumpy old men and tired and, you know, yelling at people to get off our lawns and, Welcome to the Power Block episode oh, 9008. Oh, oh, 908. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, shoot, we'll probably have Miles podcasting with us. Oh, gosh. <laughs> we're doing the yeah, we're just going to pass it on to our children. Yeah. Uh, oh. but, uh, but, yeah, thank you, everybody, just from around the world, you know, for... Uh, guessing on our podcast, um, listening to us, sending your comments, um, and, you know, getting us, I think there was, we was part of the top 30 or top 20 Nintendo podcasts or Apple podcasts and our name showed up. And that was really, that was a blast Mm -hmm. uh, to see. Uh, and you know, definitely just for me personally, uh, I enjoy people who love video games, who love Nintendo, PlayStation, Xbox. Uh, thank you for all the conversations that you guys have, you know, tuned in to, listen to, offer your opinions. And hopefully some of the games that we're playing and recommendations you guys have went out to go and play and stuff. Um, but that's going to be it for Nintendo Power Block. Well, don't you want to get, don't you want to hear what Stephanie has to say? Oh, Stephanie, go. She's yeah. here. It's all right. She's I'm not here. like I'm not an OG person to this, so it it's like it's okay. It doesn't matter. You're you're but, a part of us. You get to you get to say words. Thank you. I'll make it quick. Well, um, th- this means a lot to me, um, because I started off as a fan. So you guys were the OGs, but for me, I was a fan. I was. I picked up listening to podcasts because of the pandemic and the lockdown. I'm like, well, I need something to keep my mind preoccupied while I'm working on my COVID projects, like my garden. And I was like, well, what do I like? I like Zelda. So I typed Zelda in a podcast and I found two, another Zelda podcast, which I do contribute to their website for as well. And Nintendo Power Block. You guys were the first podcast in the network that I listened to. And I recognized your voices, like Ed's voice, Corey. I was like, Corey's got that cool host voice. And I think it was Dan and David. And I loved Snack Tendo. There was just something about the, the dynamic everyone had. And then when you guys started talking about how you were looking for writers, I'm like, I got, oh, I scared my cat. <laughs> I got to write for this team. And I started writing. And I don't know how I ended up on po- the podcast. I guess I just slowly forced my way in. And now I'm part of the Boss Rush podcast and guest 
occasionally on Pow Block. So it's like a dream come true. So I think this is great, great for the community. I'm glad to now be a part of it, and I would love to see this continue to grow. But like Corey said, even if it's one or a hundred listeners, it's some of my best nights are when I talk to you guys. Oh. Yeah, and I, it's it's just. I've made so many friends and gone through so many things with this, with not just Boss Rush, but like, you know, since we started doing this show, like, and we've been through so many things, you know, I, I, when the show started, like the things that I've gone through in my life for this, like I got married, I had two kids, like, you know, like we've been through a lot of life things together and you know, the fact that we still continue to make friends and get to do this and have people like Stephanie and Laron and uh, Celeste involved and, you know, the writing team and what David and, and Dan and block are doing over there and, you know, with Stephanie and, and it's just, I don't know. I don't know what Kool-Aid they're drinking that they've everybody started following us to do this but it's humbling and uh you know i i think it's because <clears throat> it's because of our mission statement i know we should probably get out of here because we're approaching <laughs> four hours but uh yeah i think it's i think it's seriously because like after after nerds gone rogue ended and we didn't really know what to do after that like our mission statement was just, we have to be better. You know, we have to be better people. We have to be inclusive and not just the way that gamers want gamers to be inclusive, like inclusive to everybody. Everybody has different ideas and, uh, you know, things that they believe in and different stances on subjects. And as long as people are respectful of, of everybody else's thoughts and, uh, what they believe in and how they treat people like we're going to go a long way and it might not be the way that every other place is going, but we're going to go somewhere and be something special. Even if it's takes longer for us to grow or, you know, have a community that's a little bit different than other gaming communities. It's just, it's, I, th- I think that, just that simple those simple two words be better be better human beings no matter what is what helped us grow a community that's incredible and i don't know i don't know man i don't know what happened uh but that's <laughs> look look where we are <laughs> 300 episodes later yeah so. so uh well uh you guys can find me at that retro code uh Corey, where can they find you? You can find me at I am Corey and HD on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on the Boss Rush Podcast, uh, Expansion Pass, After Dark, Standard Definition, and a plethora of other things we do here on the Boss Rush Network. Uh, Ed, you know I love you. You know I love you too. Stephanie, where can we find you before we get onto this love fest? Sure. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Klimov, K-L-I-M-O-V underscore author, uh, live Wednesday nights on the Boss Rush podcast, my articles on BossRush.net, and just popping in and out of other podcasts here in the network. Stephanie, you're all right, too. Oh, thanks. I'll take it. (laughs) Well, Corey? Yeah. 
You have to do your outro before I do my outro. Oh, no. All right. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening to Nintendo Power Block here on the Boss Rush Network. You can follow us at Power Block Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can find the show every Wednesday on your podcast service of choice. Join us live on Monday nights on Twitch. Uh, Yeah. I want to thank everybody so much for watching and or listening. And until next time, we love you. Goodbye. You got you got to do your move. You know, Pow Block. <laughs> oh no! Yes, Pow Block. <laughs> yes. Woohoo! Bye, everybody. <laughs> I hate that you made me do that. <laughs> it's our 300 episode. We have to do I that. <laughs> Good night. Bye, everybody.